Hi there, this is Andy Lanning at the uh, New York Comic Con 2013. Welcoming you to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> That was timid, David. It was, it was, it was a little timid one. I think the cat was trying to get him on that one. It was a cat that kept stabbing me. Oh, so glad to be here. Well, glad to have you. What? What do you mean? I was on last week. I was. Yeah, don't you remember complaining? No, I'm not great. You said I was busting your balls last week. I, I wasn't. I was just loving it. Loving it and loving you. Right, that's exactly how I'm going to tie myself down. Yeah. Seriously, I'm giddy. I don't know why. I was like laughing like an idiot on the way home with the kids. Number one, you love Thanksgiving. That could be it, yeah. Number two, you're, uh, you got good news today. I did. I got very good news today. Uh, it just was a great day. I punched life in the face today, as opposed to life usually punching me in the face. Nice. Yeah, so I did a good job today. By the way, uh... And I'll wake up tomorrow and it'll be all over. Rest in peace, who? Paul Walker, dude. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. It's so- Yeah, they just stopped production on uh, Fast 7, because... <laughs> Obviously, they got to kind of rethink things. Yeah, and I, I'm hearing so many different things. Like, yeah, they're going to continue. Nah, we're just going to start over. Like, they don't. I, they don't even know what they're going to do. Well, the one thing you know is that they'll still make a fast seven. <laughs> I mean, yes. maybe may, they have to maybe start from scratch, but they'll make it. <laughs> um, I just I saw a commercial tonight where because uh, the the DVD for the sixth comes out on the tenth, and yeah. it, uh Proceeds go to uh, his his reach out charity. Yeah, I saw that commercial too. You want that for Christmas, David? The movie? Yeah. No, I'll be lost because I haven't I haven't seen five, so I'll just I'll be lost. I haven't seen any of them. I got you the director's cut of Pacific Rim, Vince. <laughs> Pacific Rim job. Yeah, really. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, boy. You so know you what? I was thinking about that. I was thinking about Pacific Rim because. Specific room? We, uh, we rented Pacific it. Him? For the boy, because he loves it. And he's got, he's got the taste. No, if all of the scenes were akin to the very first kaiju appearance, when that thing bri- rips the, the bridge down and the jets come in and it's blowing the shit out of it, if the whole movie was like that, in tone, in, mm-hmm. in brightness, it would have been a good movie. I couldn't see half the shit that was going on in that movie. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not old. But what the, the one thing I, I guess I don't understand about your, that complaint of yours, and I, I think it's a valid one, is that I feel that's the case about so many modern CGI movies. True, including the trans, the first two Transformers movies. I think, although they Semi play different true. tricks, they 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 just do the whole we're going to do things so fast you're not going to really tell what you're seeing. Right, but you can't say that about three. No, dude, I've hey, I'm on record. I think yeah. Transformers three is like it's awesome, beyond yeah. awesome. And and then there's the scene in um one. When Optimus, the fall of Optimus Prime, when he goes down, that's a great yeah. scene. That's a really good scene. But, but I mean, you're so, right. But to your point, though, I, I, I guess it's, I'm assuming they do these darker scenes because it's cheaper. Is that, I mean, yeah, I guess they don't have to push the rendering um, on it. But 
You just figure for fucking 200 million bucks, though, you could render some shit, right? Yeah, and you would think it would take just as long to render a nighttime scene as it does a daytime. Let's get some input. If there's anybody out there who actually does this stuff, and we have someone on the boards who does this stuff, wink, wink, um, set us straight. Does it take longer to render a daytime scene as it, I would assume, right? More highlights, more, you know, I don't know. But yeah, I, don't know. I, I want I want to know. I want to be informed, right? Yet another reason you should just read comics because they, in comics there's no budget. <laughs> they render themselves. That's right. Hey everybody, eleven o'clock comics episode two hundred and ninety four and I'm back. Yes, and I'm Vince B. All the way. All the way. And and I am David Price because Chris Neesman is not here again this week. Slacker. This is true. And I'm Shock G, the one who put the satin on your panties. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I heard that. I heard that. What's that from? Is that Digital Underground? Yes. Nice. Around, nice. I knew it. No, you're not Shock G. You're Jason Wood. And you can remove your panties right now because they just got wet. You heard about the discounts <laughs> at DCBService.com. Discount Comic Book Service. That's our sponsor. Get this. From Image Comics. Fuse number one by Anthony Johnson, Justin Greenwood. It's uh, part one, uh, 22,000 miles up on an orbiting energy platform. I'm guessing this is a sci-fi, something we're not accustomed the, uh, to. the team from Wasteland. Yes, but something we're not accustomed to from Mr. Johnson. I mean, Wasteland sci-fi, but it's not ultra high-tech sci-fi. It's like post-apocalyptic. Right, and Umbral is anything but. Didn't he do Daredevil too, Anthony Johnson? Uh, no, that was Andy Diggle. There you go. Oh, okay. But, uh, like I said, Justin Greenwood, Wasteland, he also did Resurrection. This is coming from Image. The cover price is $3.50. What are you going to get it for? $1.75. Nice. Now, here's something you don't see every day. From Fantagraphics, a floppy. Yes? A floppy from Fantagraphics. It's called Insect Bath. It's number one. Chances are very good you won't see a number two. Um, it has Max Klotfelter, who does Henry and Glenn Forever, Alex Delaney. Uh, we have Noel Freebert, Sammy Harkham from Kramer's Ergot. Uh, Love G- Asylum. Jason T. Miles. I love Jason T. Miles. He did Pines. He did that Yoko Ono thing. He's very much in the Gary Panther uh Vibe. Uh, who else? Matthew Thurber's in here. One eight hundred mice. The recently released Infomaniacs from Let's Pour One Out Picture Box. We'll go into that later. Uh, and others. Cover price is three dollars and ninety nine cents. Your price? Oh come on. Dollar ninety nine. A dollar ninety nine. And last but not least, from our buddies over at IDW, it's the stateside return of the Rogue Trooper. Oh, shit. This time, written by Brian Ruckley, drawn by Alberto Ponticelli. Nice. Cover For by... Frankenstein, agent of shade fame. It's true. Fra- uh, you got me all messed up. Uh, uh, cover mm. by the always awesome Glenn Fabry. And I'm sure there'll be alternate covers. Oh, fame. Yes. 
Uh, cover price is $3.99. I'm just going to tell you, you're going to get it for $1.99 at dcbservice.com. $1.44. They do not mind late orders or late order additions. You get your previews cheap. And if you're a first-time customer, enter the code that David will be so uh, lovingly telling you in about a second and a half into the slot, and you will get an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order. David, what's that code? EOC8. Three letters and a number. EOC8 gets you an extra 8% off. Do not go anywhere else. You're just wasting your time. They are the absolute best. DCBService.com. Yeah. So how in the hell are you, fellas? I am not bad at all. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Yes. It was nice. It was quiet. It was uh, just the two of us. Just making love, and uh, and and um, yeah, no, it was it was it was, it was an awesome weekend. We didn't do jack shit Friday. I don't even know. If, actually, I did, I, I, did, I got out of my pajama bottoms. But other than that, wow, didn't, yeah, did, did. Did, did, did do jack on Friday. Um, we had to step out of the house for a couple hours on Saturday. But overall, yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty sweet. Nice. How about you, Vince? Well, it was okay, low key. And I'm did, not talking did, about did Thor's half brother. What? Did you, did you host? No, 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 no. We host. We do Christmas, 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 Christmas Eve. Yeah, I was a little melancholy because my, I, my, my dad, my stepmom always host, but this is going to be the last year because they're moving to Florida. Ah. So we got to take over the the reins. It's hard to imagine you melancholy. No, I mean I had a great time. I just a little part of me was. You know, they're selling my childhood home and they're moving. It's, you know, it's a little weird. Yeah. I didn't have that problem when I sold my childhood home. No. I was like, take it. <laughs> Get rid of it. It's not me anymore, right? That person no, is, that's not really have any emotional. I didn't, you know, I haven't, I mean, but, but it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's more of the idea that, uh, my pops is moving to Florida, you know. True. True. That's always rough. Hey, hey, look on the bright side. It gives you an excuse to take a little jaunt down to Florida every couple of weeks. Well, apparently I was told by my uh, lovely wife uh, this weekend that the new hot Thanksgiving tradition is going to Florida that week. So. She is hot. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Give me some. Hey, everybody. Let, what are we drinking, buddies? Um, I am drinking a delicious... Um, Sure, but I unfortunately left the bottle downstairs in the kitchen, so I don't remember what uh, what type. So I'll have to go down and look later. Cool. I bet you David is not drinking wine. He's drinking something that could take the paint off my brushes. Probably, yeah. I um, I have, I think, a glass and a half of wine left downstairs. So I'm going to save it for probably our our pasta dinner later in the week. So I am. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I need to do that. I just, sometimes I just gotta pair shit up, bro. Well, you're supposed to, right? That's and, what you drink with, uh, uh, pasta. You drink w- red wine, right? Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. See, um, not shit now. Unless you're my wife, then it's, then it's white. Oof. But, uh. White wine should be banned. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm drinking something that'll make you get events because you don't need it anymore today. But, um, it is, uh, some Knob Creek. <laughs> And, uh, did and it? I did not slob it. I, I added, it. I added a little bit of seltzer. And um, once I finished this, it like a bottle cap. I did twist it like a bottle cap. And, uh, and then I um, and, and then I, I cupped and, and pretended it was a Benoit ball. Yeah, and, there was uh, definite cupping. <laughs> there was cupping. Um, 
but once I finish this, and since I do not have any seltzer up here, I will probably just be sipping on some knob straight up. Nice. Awesome. You got to watch because then the knob starts sipping on you after a while. Uh-huh. All right, though. True. Hey, I got to thank you. What are you drinking? Um, Diet Pepsi. It's exciting. Yes, I know. I got a Christmas present in the mail today. In the mail, and it came from the, it came from the Amazons. Me too. Yes, um, from the ever so generous Hassan. Guess what I got? I but I can guess. Well, you got the same thing, maybe. Does it involve uh, the former uh, genius behind the best run of the X Men ever? Yes, and I got yes. I got to say. I do not remember, even with Epic's upscale printing, I do not remember it ever looking this good. I agree. Yeah. It's, of course, uh, Chris Claremont and John Bolton, Marada the She-Wolf, uh, Mr. Hassan, uh, way too generously uh, sent me the hardcover. And Jason, you too, yes? Yes, sir. He uh, did indeed. It's amazing. And it's oversized, too, so you can see oh, every gorgeous. beautiful line. And even the it coloring. It looks like a European... Like a European, you know, like that. Europe, you know, in Europe they have the oversized. Yeah, like, uh, I don't think there's any almost about that. It does, yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. You're right. Almost is a, is one of those weak words that we should remove from our our vocabulary. We but should. Yes, uh, it it looks like a European graphic novel. I I don't recall him mixing it up. Uh, obviously, he did in the original, but some panels are painted, others are just you know straight line art, and it's amazing. I. I don't even. I'm gonna have to dig mine out and just compare because there's no way in hell it looks this good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you, Mr. Hassan. I, I I love it. And you you are far too kind. Absolutely. What else did um, you get? I yeah. I was gonna say I have I have two thank yous. I feel very special. You should. I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. Oh boy. Um. So I uh, aside from the the aforementioned. Uh, uh, Murata, I received a uh, a package um, with tons of goodies. I'm just trying to grab it here so I don't forget to yeah, mention yeah. the goodies. One second here. Wow. There's multiple yeah. goodies in that there package? Multiple goodies. Yes, sir. Is it from the EOC gift exchange or just no. because it's the no. season? Okay, cool. Oh, frig. All right. So uh, this is from our buddy, Mr. J. Boren, Jonathan Boren. Nice. Wow. No, no. Exactly. Uh, he sent me a package. Now, apparently, he has been stressing for some time. He wanted to do a sketch for me uh, and was stressing what to give me. Uh, so I, t- I assured him that whatever he gave me would be awesome. So uh, I guess uh, he took that to heart, and he gave me not one, not two, but three sketches. He gave me an awesome domino headshot. Uh, a colored Taskmaster headshot and a full-bodied Taskmaster. Wow. Awesome. Every one of them. Beautiful. And then, as if that weren't enough, he gave me the uh, first volume hardcover edition by Dark Horse of Mind Management nice. by my boy, Mr. Matt Kent. And then, lo and behold, I open up the front cover, and not only did he give me the hardcover... But it's got a head sketch and a autograph to me from Mr. Kent. <laughs> and then, last but certainly not least, he gave me a comic book from 1985, which I will mention later because it's what I want to talk about because it's absolutely wackadoo. 
Nice. Well, what could that be? 1985. So much, man. I really appreciate it. It's uh, it's very thoughtful. I, I, I'm not worthy. That is awesome. That's true. That's very true. Uh, from uh, because um, he was kind and uh, well, I don't want to say smart enough, but Hassan asked me if um, if if no paper included uh, the Christmas gifts, and and uh, before I could even finish asking Renee. Um, she shot that shit down. So he um, poo on you for telling her. He, well, dude, something's gonna come in the mail. That's there is, right. there is. I'm, I'm, I'm. You can't send gifts back. That's why they I call am, them gifts. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for something. The post office decided not to drop it off to me, so they left me a little postcard saying, you know, oh, we'll be I back. Hate that. And Renee's like, well, who's that from? And what are they sending? Why is it a large envelope? And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So it, it's Playboy. It's my Playboy. Get off my leg, woman. So <laughs> he, uh, so, so Hassan was like, so, um, yeah, I have a feeling I, I, I think I know your taste and what you might like. And I woke up to a, um, to an email from Comixology and in it, uh, were links to um, Amazing Spider-Man 171. I know him. By written uh, written by Len Wayne with uh, pencils and inks by your boy. Yes, right. Andrew and Mike Esposito. It's uh, Spider-Man and Nova. One of the greatest two-headed monsters in comics ever. I can't wait a- to read. Andrew and Esposito. Oh, good. That is, yeah, yeah. I, I do. They're not mine but i i do appreciate what they did to uh, for the character uh also um and from there we jump to a slew of roger stern written spidey i have uh, amazing spider-man 224 all the way to probably my one of my favorite two-parters uh, all the way to Amazing Spider-Man number 230. And the two-parter would be 229 and 230, where it's Spider-Man versus the Juggernaut with the fate of Madam Web. In the oh, notes. yeah. Love that. And I still remember, I can, I, I remember those, those, those last few panels vividly where Spidey finally overcomes the bad guy uh and and black tom cassidy is waiting for his for his mate and uh and and he's just he's looking out at the at the site where the final battle took place and and waiting and um there really ain't a whole lot much happening and then on uh on twitter house and i were talking about um the issue where which i i also remember where um Spidey took on a tarantula, and and I remembered in that story, um, talking about one tarantula, uh, maybe two, oh. two, uh, um, where uh, the tarantula actually becomes a tarantula, and I remember Willow yeah. the Wisp being in that story, <laughs> and that last panel freaked me out, and and it took me a while to get the um, the the conclusion to that story. So, um, and the same thing with with Hassan. He said it. He finally. Track down the issue, or um, or he had to read his, his cousin's copy. But it was a, um, <laughs> yeah. The, I I just it it really. I mean that that early two hundreds all the way up into uh, you know the hobgoblin, and then when when he comes back from uh, Battle World, that is yeah. that that that's my Spidey sweet spot. Wow, you know, playing off something we talked about last week. Uh, if you had to rank 
the greatest Spider-Man villains of all time. You know, Will of the Wisp wouldn't even be in the top like 100. No, he's like the Storm of the Spidey he's villains. Right above Swarm. Yeah, um, but and uh, two. What was I gonna say? Oh, I, I was I was looking at all my my paper, and I'm thinking, man, I gotta I gotta purge again. I gotta get rid of more books, and I have at least 12 boxes. It's just all Spider-Man. Now hold on to those. And, and that's what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking there's no way I would ever just hold on to those until I can get them. No, there's no way I would ever be able to get rid of those. I can't. I just can't do it. Spider-Man and Fantastic Four. There's absolutely no way I'd be able to. You once said that about Superman and Batman. No, but, but see, no, no, there is a difference. There no, is a there's difference. a big difference, especially with Spidey and Fantastic. Because well, you know, one's the flagship and one's and one's Marvel's first family. But you have God, that, is, <laughs> that is that that is that's Marvel's beginning. That's my that one-two punch that floored me back in the day. Yeah. yeah, but it literally it was like three years ago or four years ago that you said the exact same thing about Superman and Batman, and I, then you sold your Batman to Campbell. I agree. What you're saying is correct on on all levels, but this is a totally different situation because there I don't think there's ever been two books that that have impacted me like Spider Man and Fantastic Four. They just I, even though I may not. not isn't that fascinating in the sense that I think, you know, we're all coming from the same Marvel love place, but for me, you know, the, those two books are not at, like, I mean, well, Fantastic Four I adore, but, like, Spider-Man is definitely not that for me. Like, for me, it's X-Men and Avengers. Hmm. Avengers, yeah. I, I was n- never really an Avengers fan. I Because, you know why? Because Spider-Man wasn't in the book. <laughs> Neither was any of the Fantastic Four. They well, were, actually, they've all been members. But. Right. I mean, I'm talking back when I started yeah, I, buying. Yeah. Whatever, so yeah, I I just I just can't do it. I cannot, can't. Mm-mm. They'll be with me forever. They should. Yeah, love them, dude. By the way, we should give a shout out to our man Tony Fleece. Yeah, Tony's was supposed to be here. Something very very important came up, and uh, he oh, it might come out. But yeah, yeah, he 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 had to make a make a pass. So yeah. you'll probably see him or hear him, maybe in a, a week or two. Yeah, I hope so. Tony Tony has to be on with us because we love him so much. Tony Tony has done it again. It feels good. Oh boy! Now Alan has to uh, go yo, change. L- l- let me talk about this book, this comic that. that uh, uh, no, nah, son, I want to talk about something else first. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dude, Come on, <laughs> you guys are pretty. You. What do you got? Giddy, be like, I bet you've read it and probably know all about it. Yeah, it's eighty-five. You said. Yeah. Chances are good. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm surprised I didn't read it because this is. I mean, this is right when I was. Major league starting to collect everything, but you say void indigo. I'm going to come to New Jersey and kiss you. Nah, 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 nah. it's a one shot. Okay, well, oh, void indigo is close to a one shot. Well, it's not. It's it's not. Everybody loves. Everybody hates fight man. No, it's it's a Marvel comic. Marvel comic. It's got an art at beautiful art Adams cover. Oh boy, what? It's a it's a Marvel comic with an art Adams cover, and you've never read it before. I I, I don't think I have. From 1985. Mm-hmm. It's one shot. Holy crap. Um, Who's it written by? Uh, here's the giveaway. Okay. Damn. I'm going to tell you who's involved in this one single comic. Ready? Oh, I know what it is. Stan Lee. Heroes for Hope. Yes. Yep. Oh, dude, you never read that? It's got Wolverine all hunched down on the cover. <laughs> I know, dude. Yeah, I don't think I ever read this. That's insane. It, it not, is. It is an insane book. Yeah. You, you know. You know who I thought of when I first when I read this when I got it. Um, the um, uh, our our uh, 
our boy Jerry McDade, king of the jam pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple of the jam pieces that he is going, um, he, he basically, there's like story jams. So he asks each creator to, to draw a panel and then he asks the next creator to just follow that up, like stream of consciousness storytelling. Mm-hmm. So at the end, it'll be like a, you know, a story told by, you know, 12 to 15 different art, you know, creators. Um, but it'll be somewhat nonsensical in a bad sort of way. That's what this is like. So this is a single issue by Marvel in 1985 where all of the proceeds were donated to famine relief in Africa. This yep. was the, you know, the Ethiopian, this we is the time. The world. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Live aid, band aid and, and all that. And David. All. Now before, but, but before we, you continue, did, so that you didn't read the DC version of it. <laughs> No, because my, my story with this is, and I, I, I know, except on Vince, I always, I always transpose the two titles of the one because because what you have right now is Heroes for Hope, yes. and the DC book with Lex Luthor in his in his in his uh, armor mocking Superman for not using any of his powers to be able to feed all these people. That book was called Heroes Against Hunger. Yeah. So I used to always call it Heroes Against Hope and Heroes for Hunger. Yeah, but you know what? I gotta say, the DC one has a lot more skinny kids in it. It does. It very much plays is, um, is, to the to the pulls on the heartstrings. Is Ray Morrow the only artist that did both books? Yes, I thought so. Yeah, okay. well, you know what? Because this, I was I was gonna poke fun at Jason because David well, and I wasn't the Mother Teresa. David and I talked about this. Oh yes. Maybe, yeah, maybe about... On the bullpen days. No, we talked about it here, didn't we? Recently? I, no, not recently, no. It, it's got to be at least two years ago we talked huh. about it. But if you look through the episode archives, yeah, maybe you weren't on that episode, but David and I, we spent a good half we're hour... we through a lot of the different artists on I feel like an asshole now. No, you don't. This uh-huh. is new to you. This is your 11 o'clock, buddy. <laughs> it's your favorite new to you. Time. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be about 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> But uh to me in twenty thirteen, no? All right. No. Oh, no. Damn. <laughs> but dude, but but the, the creative team is absurd. It is. Yes. You're right. Writers, Stan Lee, yeah what what? Ed Bryant, Wheezy, Stephen King. Yep. What? Yeah, yeah. Bill Mantlo, oh. Alan Moore, say who? Yep. Yeah. And Santing. Stop. Harvin <laughs> frickin' Ellison. Yep. Claremont, Mike Barron, pardon me, dude, George R. R. Martin, excuse, yeah, <laughs> fucking Denny O'Neill, Bruce Jones, my boy Steve Engelhart, your boy Jim Shooter, David's boy Mike Grell, and last but not least Archie Goodwin. Hold on one second. Right. Oh, sorry, my son's coming in from practice. I I, I actually think Harlan Ellison was doing Daredevil. And that's that he did either one or two issues of Daredevil around this time, and that's how they got him to do this. I think crazy, right? And then yeah. the pencilers, equally ridiculous. Yeah. Rabita Jr., my boy, rest in peace, John Buscema, Brent Anderson, Burn, Bernie Wrightson, yep, mm-hmm. Charles Vess, yep, Vince Vince's love affair, Richard Corbin, mm-hmm. Mike Kaluda, mm-hmm. and Frank Cran- Miller. Which isn't that surprising given the time frame. Right. Uh, Brian Boland, the aforementioned uh, Murata uh, illustrator, John Bolton. Yep. Steve Rude, the dude, as you just mentioned. Brett Blevins, the king of the... Uh, oh, king, king of the upturned nipple. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Herb Trimp, David and I were hanging out with a few months ago. 
Ray Morrow, as you mentioned, Paul Galisi, yep. Alan Weiss, Butch Geis, and again, last but not least, Howard Chaikin. Yes. It's a good book. I mean, visually, it's nice. And and then David would get mad if we didn't shout out the inkers, because it's like <laughs> Al Gordon. Joseph Rubenstein. Klaus Jansen. Mm-hmm. Joe Kirby Sinnott. Terry Austin. Dan Green. Jeff Jones. Jay Muth. Tom Palmer. Richard Corbin, who, you know, inked himself. Al Milgram. Mr. Sinkevich. Craig frickin' Russell. Yep. Carl Potts. Chris's boy. Al Williamson. Sal Buscema. Bob, sorry about that again. Didn't think she was, thought she was your daughter, Layton. <laughs> Joe Rubenstein. Unbelievable. Steve Leolola. And kind of surprising, Walt Simonson inking over Chaikin. Yeah. Dude, is that not a crazy list of creators? Yep. And That's they, a- they all donated their time, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I, 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 and it, it, I was going to say covers by Art Adams on the front and, uh, Jim Starlin on the back. It's true. And Marvel used, that uh, Wolverine pose for like but- oh, yeah, buttons yeah, and T-shirts yeah. and yeah, yeah. they they really yeah, sure. they ran with that. But you're right; it does read a little bit like the Marvel equivalent of the DC Challenge, where yeah. where, where they had to write each other into corners and see how mm-hmm. the other. It it's just it it's crazy off kilter. Yeah, and, and the fr- the framework is good in the sense that basically each little vignette is totally different, but it makes sense because it's each of them kind of having lived through a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, that relates to their innermost fears. So I mean, it, it it's not it, it has that that uh, overlay which makes some sense to it. Um, but it's almost uh, like night before night before Christmas, isn't it? A little bit where they they all see these visions and and at the end they're like, we got to help. You know, yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. I mean, Rogue is really the protagonist of the story. Yep. Um, but uh, no, man, it was a real trip, and I, I it, as I said, it's it's definitely probably one of the few things of that era that I hadn't read. So. Um, talk about a, a perfect find for uh, for me. So yeah, real, real cool, real cool. What do you I, think uh, of, of the printing? The printing. Yeah, that that was that period where um, David were they using flexographic in eighty five? I, I remember it. it, it see, it, it wasn't on. It wasn't any special paper. It wasn't on Baxter or Mondo no. paper. It was. It was. Um, and it was. It was stapled. So it's not like it was. It was um, square bound or anything. Uh, it's at least 64 pages, but I don't, it, it, to, in my head, I'm picturing the same type of, of color printing of everything else at the time. Yeah. Thing I noticed most about the flexographic, uh, I mean, 2020 hindsight, right? Looking back, right when they first started to use that process, you can see the blacks aren't as crisp. They're, they, they almost like, they're, they're, all the, the line work is almost fuzzy back then. Mm-hmm. And then, then they kind of, you know, got a handle on the process, and and books started to look okay. But those the first couple months with that flexographic stuff, it was like, ugh, yeah, what's going on? But you didn't notice it, you know. Well, it's and the one thing it's really noticeable is how how large the margins are. Like there's like yeah. a inch on the on the the bottom margin, and then yeah. like three quarters of an inch on the top. It's kind of wigged out that way. But um, what's interesting is because I hadn't. When I when I got the package, I'm like, "What is this?" I really didn't know what it was, and I looked it up. Um, did you know that uh, that uh, they didn't? Um, they were going to give the money to uh, one charity, and then the charity refused to take the money. Wow! Really? They thought the book was sexist and racist. Oh boy! And so, um, 
So they had to give it to, uh, yeah, there you go. The, 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 the proceeds were going to go to Oxfam for its work in Africa. Um, but they refused to accept the donation. They called the book racist, sexist, and reprehensible. That's raw. And so, um, so they gave the money to the American Friends Services Committee. Huh. Uh, and, uh, and, and Stan. Excuse me? And Stan. Stan got some of it. Well, uh, he was hungry. Apparently the, uh, the the first, the first, I mean, the issues, the first printing of the issue raised $500,000 for, uh. Whoa, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. You know, now that, now that you mention it, the reason why there's a wide margin on the bottom, I'm, I'd bet that this was originally intended to be a magazine. And oh, they, and they changed, sense. they changed their mind. They shrunk it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but, yep. but really cool, man. I mean, like I said, that's, it's really neat to come across something like this that, uh, and it's such a unique, I mean, again, I don't, you don't see too many one shots on a, you know, on a set of characters like this that's basically just like a free form, you know, tell your story. Yeah. Plus, was such a wacky, I mean, George R. R. Martin back then really wasn't even much of a name, you know? Yeah. It's definitely. It was in his apex, certainly, but. It's definitely one of those must-have issues. I mean, I think it belongs in everybody's collection, just because. Yeah. It, it's it's a unique. Yeah, I mean, to book. your point, I think it's probably the only Arthur Adams cover, uh, certainly at least his Marvel stuff that I don't have. So. I would hesitate to to say it's one of the few Alan Moore Marvel projects. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many of those can you fit in your hand? Not many. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so yeah, really cool. That is awesome. I mean, yeah, it's just thinking about that book just transports me back to I'm I'm back in in Yonkers and and I I know exactly where I was going, what I was doing, what I hit the various newsstands or stationery stores and and check out what they had on the uh, on the spinner racks. But that that was yeah, that was something, and and I would I would. Not so much read it. I would just keep going back and forth and looking at who did which pages, yeah. who who was paired up with who as far as the the, the inking, and and it was just it was it was more of a um that was one of those books where I learned more about the process than anything that the book was trying to tell me itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard they had to send Blevins's pages back because he was drawing all the skinny kids all sexy. <laughs> all sexy. Like, dude, these yeah, kids the are too sexy. Yo, you can't. This this is. We can't joke about that. No, I know. I just can't. <laughs> man. I mean, there are a few things I won't go over there. But I can't go there with, with starving, dying kids in Africa. Dude. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. The, um, it's trying to it lighten was, the mood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, it, it, no, yeah, that was. Um, that was uh, well, you should you should definitely look for the um, the DC one because that, that that's just Batman and Superman. I mean, and when you it's. It's strange you that one. you have. I I don't know if it was, and I I want to say it came out after Marvels, or at least it was announced after uh, Marvel announced they were doing theirs. Yeah, I definitely think it came out after Marvels. And um, wait, it what? May have, the, the Heroes Against Hunger one, the DC one. Oh oh, I'm, when you said it came out after Marvels, I thought you meant like Marvels. Oh no no sure. no, what Marvel <laughs> attempt? Gotcha. Um, but I I enjoyed. <laughs> me, I enjoyed the um. The X Men one because of of the characters and for whatever reason it kind of it works with that story. But when you have Superman, it's 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 that it's not a new idea where you know someone says, well, why don't all these heroes stop the wars and 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 grow crops and why can't they save us? And 
every once in a while you'll have a writer who explains that you know people have to do things on their own or for themselves and and we can only we you can't upset the that, that's kind of bullshit in a world with superman though don't you think which is why I found it a little odd that yeah. all the characters, like you had, you had Marvel's mutant team book, you had Marvel's mutant team in their book, and then you have DC's most powerful figure, a god, and, really, and and, and, yeah. and Batman, yeah. Well, and therein lies the issue. I think a lot of people have always had with some a character like a Superman, right? The omnipotence issue, and like if you're going to have a, if you're going to go into the real world where people are dying from hunger, then you you would think that in that world Superman would just find a way to sort of make crops grow and yeah even if he had to water them himself it, I mean yeah. look at All-Star Superman you yeah know? Exactly, exactly Grant Morrison plays with that, those concepts all the time and it's true Superman would do that so it would be cool if they just had like Wolverine just like flay pieces of himself off continuously and like let people cook them up <laughs> yeah really eat up but <laughs> you, see oh but you I can't joke about sexy skinny kids and you could do that right well, Wolverine's yeah it's true yeah, well, I mean it's but, my boy we, we're like that me and, me and James Hallett are like that but <laughs> I can't wait for Origin too. The first one was so good, dude. I'm on it. Are you? You're really getting it? I thought you hate the first one. Me? No, no, dude. I'm, I hate the lobe dog stuff. Oh uh, well, that's an off- origin doesn't. Bother yeah, that, that's me. an offshoot. I mean, I didn't think origin was like any great. Like, I, I didn't. I didn't think it was amazing, but I, I don't mind origin at all. Really. I, I, I'll say the uh, the preview pages that I've seen from Origin Two. It looks like Wolverine just walking around with wolves for the whole. Like issue. That's all I've seen. It's Wolverine in the woods. Put it to you this way: I'm looking more forward to reading Origin Two than I am uh, the status quo going on now, where Wolverine doesn't have his healing factor. Wait, wait, wait. When did this happen? Just recently. The new Wolverine book that that Stegman's drawing—that's the premise—is that he doesn't have his healing factor. Well, you know what? I think that's a great idea. I think it's horrible. No, I think it's a great idea. It's, like, it's again, it's like taking Superman and taking his powers away. What's nah, the man, it's it's adding risk. Maybe maybe he won't he, be so quick to just. Hero. His, he's so been you, burned to the skeleton. That's not fun. That's, again, we have agreed to disagree there. All right. You, you, how many other superheroes in the Marvel universe have healing factors? Let them have all the fun. Like Deadpool. Deadpool needs a healing factor because he's a cartoon character. And Madcap. And Madcap. Great. You know. Um, Sabretooth. Uh, no, I would take Sabretooth away too, if only to dispose of him once and for all. You don't like Sabretooth? I do, but it's just like the bad penny. He keeps turning up all the time. I, enough with the Sabretooth. Let, let's yeah. get let's get a Wolverine um, arch enemy that's, you know, a new somebody new that's worthy. Oh, I thought Romulus was cool. He's fun. But, I, you know, like you, you say Spider-Man, Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. You know, Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom. Who do you say for Wolverine? You mean his arch nemesis? Yeah. Cyber. Yeah, it's, it, well, it, it would have been Sabretooth. Yeah, I mean, it would say it's Sabretooth, sure. But the, is, is that's kind of lame. So when Sabretooth is your art, you know, your your arch nemesis, there's nowhere to go but up, really. Yeah. Now, um, Jason, are you caught up on, or well, rather, have you read um, the Zeb Wells issues of Savage Wolverine? I have not. Okay, I have them. I um, I. It's. I bring it up because it was um, it was something that, that that Tony mentioned that he wanted to talk about tonight. There's a there's a Zeb Wells, Joe Mad hardcover collecting, yeah. uh, Avenging Spidey one through three, and then these three issues of uh, Savage Wolverine. Um, uh, I think uh, six, seven, eight. So, 
Um, it, it looks gorgeous, but I guess, you know, when, when, when you're drawing like 60 pages a year, you can put a lot of detail on things. And, and this is, and, and it's, it's Wolverine in, in the brown and tan, and it looks gorgeous. Um, but there's, there, there's one caption where I kinda, I kinda did a huh, because it's, it's, it, Wolverine's on a rooftop and he's fighting ninjas, and and he's talking about his, his the the person he's he's on the rooftop fighting with, and how um, she's able to just get into the thick of things and 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 get shit done, and he and 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 the narration he's saying that it takes him a while to get warmed up. That the truth is, I ain't much good in a fight, not at first. It, it, then I take a few hits and something in me starts waking up. I never got the impression in all of my years of reading Wolverine that he was uh, slower to draw when it comes to throwing down. No. Yeah, it's silliness. Did you guys happen to check out Marvel Knights X-Men? Hilarious. Yes. going to keep going so right past. <laughs> I love how Vince just goes right past your, your No, no, no. This, this, this ties in with that. Oh, my apologies. No, it's okay. Uh, no, I have, I have not. It's... It's very reminiscent of a Vertigo book. It looks like a Vertigo. I go with that. Yeah, yeah a right. Vertigo Marvel Universe. Uh, is this the uh, thing written by Kent? No, no. I don't have it in front of me. It's oh, I, he's, he's writing the Spider-Man one, right? Yes. But I, I gotta say, I like the way it looks. It's different, and and that that's good for me. When when you can throw a curveball as far as the X Universe goes, make me you know, ooh, look at this. That's always good. And and this looks like, ah, uh, jeez, oh, it it looks like. Um, Human Target. Remember the Vertigo book Human Target? It kind of has that feel to it. Yeah. David, doesn't it look like Human Target? I, I, yeah, yeah, there's, um, it's, it's, oh, that's right, because, um, Gorillas. It's written by, uh, Bram Revel. Yes. Oh, Bram Revel, okay. Yes. Uh, and, um, it is, uh, it's, it, it's, it's the, the the school team is so it's Wolverine and and um, and Rogue and Kitty yeah. and, and uh, it, it's it looks like it could be it's shaping up to be. I only read the first issue, so oh, um, I read the second one today. Who wrote, uh, who drew that? It was. Um, I don't want to short shrift anybody. Yeah, no, because I like not. it a lot. It was. Um, uh, uh, da, 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 da. It was. Uh, oh, my rival. He wrote and drew it. Really? Yes. Cool. Um, Hence the reason why it kind of looks a little bit like gorillas now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is a neat look. It definitely has an, an indie or like you said, a vertigo feel to it. Yeah. It's, it's, um. And there's a lot of conversations in it too. Which maybe. And part of the, it, it, and, and some of it feels like that God Loves Man Kills era. It's definitely, it, it, it definitely reminds me of a Claremont written next door. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Wasn't too happy with the last page of issue two, but whatever. Oh, I didn't get the. Yeah, it's going uh, in a, for, for an atypical X book, it's going in a very typical direction. But they're, they're basically, they're, they're looking for a mutant who's, uh, down in the Appalachians. Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, um, there, there aren't as many yuck, yuck jokes about, you know, inbreeding and shit like that, but it's, uh, it, it, that's definitely, it's, it's, it's the not as good scenes of, uh, locations of Justified. Never which, seen it. Which, which Vince doesn't watch. I've he never seen he it. He doesn't, yeah. he's allergic to good TV, so. <laughs> it's, that's a crock of poop, David. 
Is it? Yes. Go show. I, I, I don't have time for TV. Yes, we know. Unless it's American Horror Story, then I have all the time in the world. All. Yeah. Oh, Jason would love this. At the end of um, the most recent episode of Hostages, I almost, I couldn't fucking believe it. Um, um, Dylan and, and Tony were, were, were making with the, uh, with the tongue swapping. Did he leave or is he on is, mute? Is he even here? <laughs> oh, I'm on mute. I was on mute. For that. <laughs> uh, wait, I don't, am I supposed to know who those people are? Well, the hostages. It, it's, uh, so it's Dylan McDermott and, and Tony Collette. Oh, well, you know how I feel about it. Exactly. Is, and I was like, yeah, oh, this is one of those things where it's stop. like, it's like, um, you know, uh, I've, I'm on record, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not a gay man, but if I was, I would find Dylan McDermott probably to be my, He's a, he's a handsome dude. Yes, he and Tony Collette handsome. like does absolutely is an unattractive she, dude. She forces me into flaccidity. She, yeah, it, it, so it's, <laughs> it's like it's like Seinfeld. There are definitely times where, in good lighting, she looks fine. No, Espe- no, 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 no. Especially when like she's wearing a thick, heavy coat and she has a scarf up to her chin. But uh, it doesn't hide her butterface. It really doesn't. Oh. But it just, Be I guess, nice. with 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 the bangs and everything, right? But it, it's yeah. I was just, I, I couldn't. I, I was a little. She ruins movies for me, dude. I watched <laughs> um, with Steve Carell and her called uh, Way Way Back. Oh yes, yes. And it was real good. It was a really good movie. But 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 like, it was so hard for me to buy into this premise, which is that Steve Carell is hitting that. I'm like, come on, son. You're Steve Carell. You could do better than that. <laughs> I mean, it's Tony Collette. You would think Moses could get anyone he wanted. Well, like how? Like what? I don't really get though. In a in a in a in a world for good or for bad that is so driven by looks in Hollywood, how does Tony Collette break through the barrier? Like like how how do how does she suck get, action? I don't know. Yeah, how does she become a leading lady? Maybe she acts very well. She is a good actress. I there you go. I can't take that away from her, but. There are plenty of good actresses that are hot too. It's like Kathy Bates keeps getting roles. Why? Because she's a great actress. But she doesn't play leading no, ladies though. Right. Like, or I mean, what I mean is, or or, or uh, I mean, women that are supposed to be portrayed as attractive. Dude, Angela Bassett. I mean, I always thought she was attractive. She is. She is fine. Wait, she is super right now, fine. About to come on. Nice. Don't say anything. Dude, you know, the cover is so freaking good. It is. Do you like it better than than season two? Best one. Best one so far. Really? See, I've I've heard a lot of opinions from people I work with, which you know, whatever. But um, they say it's too Twilighty, which I don't understand because I, I don't know I don't know anything about yeah, Twilight. Thing, but. but yeah, I'm loving it. I think it's great. It's, it's, oh, I think it's fantastic. As far as Jessica Lang, it's her best season yet, and that's really saying yes. something. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you know what else is super fine? Super Aaron Cooter's artwork in Action oh, Comics. Suck a duck in there. Oh, it is. It is. It's um. The dude continues to blow me away. It, it's just like every issue. Right. He he seems to his 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 progression is multiplicative. Is that a, even a word? He just seems to get better and better and better every damn issue, and I hate him for it. There's uh there's definitely some some quietly in there. There's some there's there's some manga, especially like um. Yeah, there's a lot of quietly yeah, in there. And not, and he's not aping quietly though. No, he just has that that, and and it, and it it's it's gotten more intense as he goes along. His line actually seems to be like, it it's a very, the line is like seeking. 
You know, it, it, it seems to find the, just these little soft little undulations in the curves and like, it's not a, it's not a constant curve. It just, it keeps probing the, it, I, I, that's the only way I can put it. It's a very questing line. And it's like, quietly does that too. Quietly won't, when quietly draws a curve, it's not a, a strip, like a, a continuous curve. His line will take a little meander over here for a little bit or a bump over here. That's what Cooter's line does. Am I making any kind of sense? Yes, uh, you are. Okay. I haven't read the. You're, I'm just the reason I'm not. I mean, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Aaron's work, but I haven't read this issue, so I can't. Oh, uh, did you read David? Did you read twenty six? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to see if you're going to laugh. If you laughed at the same thing that I did. Um, Lana Lang is down in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. She's searching for some kind of underground energy source, <laughs> and her. Uh, <laughs> Her uh, companion's name is Sanchez. Hilarious. <laughs> so every time I hear the name, I think Dirty Sanchez. Like <laughs> Lana Lang and Dirty Sanchez down in Venezuela. But uh, anyway, um, uh, uh, this giant kaiju, beautifully designed kaiju. I'm telling you, if the monsters in Pacific Rim looked like this, then it would have been a great movie. Um, this giant kaiju pops up. Uh, just starts messing the place up. People's lives are at risk. Superman comes to help. Yay! And, uh, after a few, um, punches are thrown at the beast, the drones come in and start bombing the shit out of it with, uh, you know, missiles. And Superman's like, mm, something's not right here. And we'll leave it at that. Because to, you know, investigate that story any further, we're gonna have to spoil the last couple pages and we don't wanna do that. Because it's awesome. Yes. And, uh, yes. but, I mean, story-wise, it's light. If Superman comes in, helps out, d- discerns that there's something not uh, kosher, and then, you know, we get a, a, a cliffhanger of a resolution. So, but the joy in this issue is every single panel of Aaron Cooter's artwork. It is. It's, it's, uh, no, it, it's definitely. I mean, look at that cover! Yeah, the cover's Look at the damn cover. I mean, the blacks are ungodly. And the the, the, the cover is a different colorist than the uh, the near interior. Um, but the uh, it, you said it, the story is light. And, it is uh, kind of light, Greg. Pock. But it's there's not um, there's I like the way I like the way pack. Um, Sliced in the flashbacks, and I enjoyed the 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 inner monologue that uh, that that Clark and Lana had between each other. Um, but it was really cool because he tied the flashback in yes. with events in the present day story, which was right. really smart way to do it. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too impressed or thrilled with um, with the uh, with the villains of the issue. Um, I wait to see more. Yeah, we really don't know who they are, right? Yeah, no. I, I heard I heard Lieutenant Sawyer, and and whenever I think about Sawyer in, in a Superman book, I think of Maggie Sawyer, but I think she was in Batwoman. Um, so I'm not sure where she is in the New Fifty Two, but uh, obviously it no, wasn't wait, female. That I think uh, that's no. I don't want to say it because I, I can't be completely sure, but I think Maggie uh, Sawyer is going to be one of these. Ghost soldiers. soldiers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I, I saw her name in 
the first issue of Batwoman, so I don't know if it was just a mention or if she was actually a character. Oh, she's in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I, I liked the interaction between Superman and Lana and then, um, now Clark realizing that he's showing off, uh, in front of the woman he, he, he went to the high school prom with, Ed, but realizes he can, Rain that in a bit because he's dating the most amazing woman on earth and, and who happens to be Wonder Woman and, uh. Which is really smart. And, yeah, I guess. I, I it's. I, yeah. can, I can see it. It makes sense. No, right? we chop DC down enough. Uh, well, we give them their fair share. But, uh, I, I think, I don't know, you guys can add your two cents, but I think pairing Superman and Wonder Woman is just, just plain smart. I mean, I, I can see it not. Not going long term, but it's it it does make sense. Yeah, it doesn't really have to go long term. Right. Just just long enough to give them both a history, because uh, you know you'll you'll have your your people who like your Spider Man readers who buy Superman through thick and thin, but never considered uh, buying Wonder Woman. And and to expose them to that character, you build a history, and then maybe they'll be they'll be more um, willing to you know take a shot at Wonder Woman in the future. Which is what DC wants. That's what they always wanted. They, their trinity is is really a duo. Yeah. So, but uh, this June Chung, who did the coloring, uh-huh. I mean, Cooter doesn't need any help looking good, but these colors are fantastic. I like her work because I, I I remember seeing it a lot um, over in Marvel, I, especially during around um, the post uh, Civil War era with the Initiative and, and books like that. That I remember seeing her name um but the uh yeah you get to the end of the issue and and i am really interested to see um where they're going with it and and um you know i like seeing superman question himself or or realizing that uh you know he flew around the earth a couple of times because he was still mad before he went back he's still cocky though yes he is bro yeah. Definitely, and and in this case, I, I definitely um, I can relate. And and Lana even says, you know, we we you know the, the puny humans were stupid, and and you know we were scared of the big bad monster. And and I realized that I hurt his feel. I, I hurt Superman's feelings, and um, it all makes sense when when you read the, the issue. And and it's uh, it's definitely worth worth checking out because it looks gorgeous. Uh-huh. There really is no two ways about it. It's it's you know there there I there's there's that movement. There's that weight. There's it. it Cooter really he's it. It's going to be he's freakish. Awesome. He's freakish. See, it, I a year a year or two from now I I cannot wait when we can say hey remember when he was drawing you know action comics and and you know there was that hint that of of greatness that you know we, we liked it but you know you knew something that we well, can say the same thing about Mahmoud or Stegman it's we'll like, probably be saying when remember when he used to talk to us remember, remember that yeah. no mm-hmm. uh, when he looked our way to con but uh Jason it's like a the 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 kaiju's like a big dog Oh, nice. and, and there's well, it doesn't look like a dog; it acts like a dog. Right. Mm-hmm. And and there's one there's one part where Superman. Speaking of dogs, uh, Aaron just got a new dog. Yay! There there's one sequence where Superman is is kind of acting cocky, and he's not really paying attention to what's going on. And the thing just wraps its jaws around his his whole body and shakes him like a like a dog would. 
with like a, an old sock and Cooter draws, he shows motion in the panel. It's, it's a, it's like a, uh, the sky, uh, vantage point. You're looking down at the creature and he draws like five heads, like to say, like the thing is shaking it, shaking Superman back and forth. It's a great panel. It's really good. You need to see this. Yeah, no, I get it. I read 25, just again, mainly because Aaron drew it, um, and enjoyed it. So I'll definitely read 26. I am. I'll have to wait for, uh, for it to get cheap on comicsology, but, but, uh, but yeah, I'll read it for sure. Nice. Cooter's got something going. I don't know what he's doing. Cute, cute, Cooter. But uh, it's it's just amazing. And um, I I still keep going back to the coloring. The coloring's really sharp. The decision to make the the monster like turquoise and to uh, offset it in some scenes with um, purple, like the, the, his his, yeah. his underbelly is like a purplish yeah. color. When, when you put um, reddish purple. And turquoise together, it just, it's electric. It sings. It's just smart color choices. And you, you can't look at the panels and not just be like overwhelmed with the creature because of the line and the color too. It's just, it's really good stuff. Yep. I would love to have, in case Mr. Cooter's listening, I would love to own that splash page. That first one where Superman's picking it up underneath the belly. Oh, that would be awesome. To own that, but anyway, make it happen. This whole issue would be awesome to have. He drops blacks in like a champ. Just like and the cover too. The cover is just spectacular, and it's yeah. all, it's almost like a Frank Miller esque kind of dropping in blacks. They're never solid black. Like he could just lowball it and just drop a black in there, but he puts those those um, the like plate lines in the creature's belly. It's beautiful. Cooter's got it going on. Yeah, I was no doubt. About time I, you came I, up, came came up to that realization. I've been telling you that for two years now. It's, well, you, it, he was on DC books, so it was a hard sell, right? Oh, so, okay, that's yeah. true, though. No, you're right about that. Yes. Similarly, I, I think I'm I'm finally excited that uh, that Stegman is is drawing something other than Spider Man because now I'll buy some of his original art. Yeah, but did you see issue two of Wolverine? Why would I see issue two? They they put a promo up of the cover. Oh no! Yep, Spider Man. Well, that's fine. Again, I don't I don't dislike Spider Man, but I don't like him enough to buy. That's crazy. A multiple hundred dollar page of art where he's featured. Right. But right, that yeah. that's Stegman's signature character. Well, it is now. For right now, for right now. To do. I mean, yeah. Did, did you see the tweet that he he sent out today? He said, "Hey, everybody, making your f- best of list for 2013. Remember, Stegmeister's number one. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so humble. That's why we love him. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, he definitely is. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and kudos to DC for reusing a double page splash from Green Lantern 26 as their uh, DC news things for the back of the." <laughs> The, the, yeah, we didn't have time to draw it this month, so we're just gonna we're just gonna f- drop up, uh, you know, a picture of ambush bug in on this uh, previously published two page spread. Thank you. That's yeah, I, I like that that those DC news pages on the in the in the back of every book. I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. They've been really uh, pushing the ambush bug the past couple months, which is good. More ambush bug is always better. Oh, better. Yeah. Mobetta Blues. I don't know. They should just have a, a, a team-up book. Ambush Bug and Lobo. I, I would buy like 10 copies of each. <laughs> and they have crossovers and everything. Yeah, you would. That's right. So who wants to talk about something they read? David does. Nah, son. Oh, snap. 
Go on with your bad self, then. Why don't you spoil something for us, Vince? It's been a while. Oh. Well, what did I spoil now? <laughs> oh, I got it. You know what? What? If you watch Walking Dead and you are a Twitter person, forget it. You're done. You're oh, over. Yeah. Why would you? Why what do you mean? Because they spoiled everything the moment it happened in the episode. It, the oh, second, the second yeah. it happens, they spoil they, it. They, 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 they spoiled the, the major death of, of the episode. I, I, I only knew that because I saw people on Facebook and, and Twitter saying thank you to so many people who, who were just selfish enough to share something that they experienced and, and prevented anybody else who just read right. tweet from it's exactly from what enjoying it, is. it. Yeah. Hey, pour one out for you know who, and it's like, yeah. dude, really? Yeah. For number one, you're talking about a fictitious character, okay? So he can't hear you. He never could hear you, and you know, you're just puffing your chest up and being one of the one of the cool kids when at the expense of everybody else. Thank you. That's awesome. Mm. I, I really would love to unfollow everybody who did that, but you know, it would be a good third of my 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 list. Yeah, no doubt. It's nuts. I think of how much noise you wouldn't have. It takes a lot for me to unfollow somebody. I know. Does it? Yep. It does. Especially now that Dexter's over. You're a better man than me, dude. uh, And for the love of God, if anyone spoils Dexter for me, I still don't know how it ended. I don't want to know because I just got, what was it, season? Five? No. Four? No, I'm past that. I, I got DVD season. There's eight seasons, right? I talk about overstand it's welcome. Was there was there eight Dexter seasons? What whatever. I'm two seasons no, behind. Right I'm two behind. So I still don't know how it ended and I don't want to know. But that's a good way to get off my list. Is to, nice. to spoil Dexter. Watch. I'll I'll bring up to Twitter tomorrow and it'll be just a bunch of dicks spoiling Dexter for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bunch of dicks. A bunch of dicks. But anyway. Um I did I did uh I don't know if Jason has, and I, I know Vince read it last week, but I, I, um, I read Infinity Number Six. Yay! And it was to the yes. That was, um, that was something. I, I mean, I, it's, it's no secret that, um, that, that I am a, uh, a, a Doctor Strange fan, and I, I enjoyed his two panels. In, in issue six, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was, I, and, well, I mean, if you're going to make an entrance, and then so, you know, you had his big, his, his big moment, but overall, it was, um, yeah, it, it was just, it, it was, again, it was gorgeous. Um, I, I need to sit down and, uh, and reread it in order through um, I agree it came out too fast it It came out way too fast it was just a lot happening and everybody it 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 all made sense and and as far as storyline goes and where everybody was and and I mean and the battles I mean you had you you have Hulk and Thor and 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 Hyperion and they're all trying to take on Thanos and and his his posse and um and and uh well, we can pour one out for a member of the um, Black Order, but it, it's um, yeah. But you know what? Leave it to Hickman to make the crowning moment of a six-issue event where you had—I mean, literally—you had worlds being destroyed, giant space battles, 
uh, tons of superheroes in space flying around, destroying stuff and, and getting destroyed. And the crowning achievement in the issue is a little bit of subtlety that has to do with Thane's powers. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant that the one hand is the hand of death, right? Yeah. And then, so it's like they left it kind of vague what's going on, and then his other hand is the hand of living death, which is even worse than death because you get imprisoned in whatever it is, that thing, that kind of energy or substance or whatever that, like amber, right? And so, big spoilers, if you haven't read, you know, Infinity, but you should have, um, Thanos is now imprisoned in a block of stuff not yeah, dead i mean do you take it to be like energy or like more like it looks almost like amber like an that's amber. what i right. it's kind of like a like cosmic amber but yeah. um that that's brilliant because that is the one thing that thanos does not want he's ineffectual now right he he you know we we all know about his relationship with death and and to be alive is its own reward, right? Because he can he can do his nefarious death dealing things, but to be ineffectual in a in a in a, a state where you know suspended animation where he can't do a damn thing that's got to be torture for Thanos. Yeah, definitely. It's it was a smart thing because, like you said, I think we all assumed, or at least I assumed, that we knew the one hand was death because he killed the city, and then I figured right. out the other hand's life. He's going to be like the giver and taker of life and death, and. That's not really what he's about. And, but it also plays on his previous power as a healer. Right. Yeah. So it's it's incredibly smart, and it's it's Hickman-esque. That's the word, because it obviously came from Hickman. But those kind of twists, those really um, intelligent uh, plays on, on on what has come before, on established things, and, and it takes you in a direction that you never expected. It, I thought it was a great event. It was one of the few great events in the past what 10 years yeah i i think two, two things one um and this is not hyperbole i've i've given this a lot of thought the last uh 24 hours before we had the show no we were going to talk about this i do think this is the best event in a long long time if oh, not yeah. i mean i don't want to say ever because but but definitely in the modern era modern, this, this, yeah, yeah yeah this was a great event it was well-paced action-packed it had consequences um there was a beginning and there was an end and i think you know if you go back and listen to our almost six years doing the show um there have been plenty of events where we kind of bought in at the beginning of these events right Mm -hmm. and by the end we were reluctant to even want to talk about it because we're (laughs) like oh and i think ultimately that's how events are judged these days is do they stick the landing and most at least in my humble opinion do not and I think yeah. this one stuck the landing. I, I mean, I see your point. I mean, I think, I think sometimes it's it's hard for an event not to feel like it rushes to the conclusion. And I, I do think there's a little bit of that in issue six. But you know, if I'm being holistic about it, I do think it had a really smart and satisfying ending. And you know, sure, it technically sets up the new status quo, but unlike every event in recent memory from the big two. It doesn't. This issue wasn't simply a prologue to the next status quo. Right. It had an ending which tangentially relates to the new status quo, but it's not the direct line to it. You know what I mean? And I love that. And if you look at the the machinations behind the scenes of uh, like what Hickman was doing with this series, the first three issues are just making the bad guys something to be feared. 
Right. He's, he spent three issues just reinforcing the notion that these guys aren't screwing around and they're, you know, they're really bad. I mean, this is one of the worst threats the Marvel Universe has ever faced. And he kind of laid groundwork for that in, um, uh, what's the Illuminati book? Um, New Avengers. New Avengers. Yeah, he kind of laid that groundwork a little bit in there, but this even compounds on what we saw in there. You know, so it's, I, I, the, the guy's amazing how he could just keep pulling these great stories out of his, out of his, his, his brain. I would think, you know, why haven't others been able to do this? Because he's special. The only thing that has me a little nervous, frankly, is that, um, Hickman isn't doing inhumanity. Like, he set it all up, but it's, you know, it's being handled by fractions. Right. Well, I mean, he's got nothing to fear. He he's already made his accomplishments. Now it's you know let the other guys stumble. I I, I think the foundation for inhumanity is rock solid. So Definitely. we'll see Definitely. we'll see where where Fraction takes it. But that's all on Fraction. That's I, I'm sure he he's uh, you know said to Matt, hmm, I'd like to see this happen because I was kind of you know this would be really neat and and this is what I would have envisioned had I kept, you know, taking this story forward. But, uh, you know, there's got to be stuff like that going on behind the scenes. But I don't know. I don't see how, given the the great start Fraction has, that he can really mess this up. Right. No, but I get what Jason's saying, especially if, or at least in my eyes, if if Fraction does stumble, then it there's the possibility of it marring what Hickman did nah. in Infinity. I, we We wouldn't look at it that way but i can i can see where you know if, if you're going to you, you're going to build up this event and then you know you're going to have to talk about the fallout or what followed it and it's like yeah that was great and then we got to inhumanity and, and yeah i wouldn't i that would bum me out because people love to do their additions and their comparisons but um i well, I really enjoyed the, um, I'm gonna call it an epilogue in New Adventures. Um, especially the, the, the scenes between, uh, T'Challa and his sister. Um, and, and I loved seeing Henry figure something out before Tony. Sometimes happens. I, that does was, happen. that was he's, awesome. He's, yeah. He's, but, de- he's right up there, I think. Hank doesn't get the props he deserves for he definitely doesn't being one of the smartest uh, people in the Marvel universe, or especially they 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 don't when when you already have Tony Stark and Reed Richards, mm-hmm. even though you have Hank McCoy right there, yeah. it, it you still don't see him that way, and and he's he's, he's the smartest dude on the X Men. So I mean, it, it really it, it's not not that that's. Not that he has an equal on the X Men, where at least in the Illuminati there are, he has peers in that regard. Sure. Um, the uh, the overall and 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 again, Diodato's work on the New Avengers was was stunning. Gotta agree. Yeah, yeah I have to agree as well. And I don't know that I've always considered myself oh, a Diodato fan, but uh, but he's been having it going on lately for sure. Yeah, and. Um one of the themes of uh, Infinity that I found really um, cool was Captain America in space. All right, and then I thought about it. You know, feel the battle 
is 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 pretty much the same whether it's on you know terra firma or whether you're in space a battlefield is a battlefield so steve is a tactician he's going to work his way around that but the the one that i found really surprising and it was awesome and really made the series for me was shang chi in space my boy now you take that character scream streets and to, to put him in space and have him not I don't even think uh, a couple seconds were lost. I mean, he just like oh, definitely took took to it. Um, like, Dude, how about Falcon in space? How about that awesome, like uh, with the uh, what's the the thunder like Thunderbirds esque space costume? Yeah, that that lesser because space air, eh, same thing really. Hmm. No, I don't know about that. I mean, he's talking about a street character. I mean, he, he's he's he's, he's, he's a hustler. A, yeah, but he's yeah. A, Falcon's a. Yeah, I don't really consider but, but, him a but, street character. Yeah, because Vince is saying you, you never really see Falcon's feet on the ground. He Whereas, has a vantage point. I mean, I mean, he's the antithesis of space. He's literally a non. He's a human with wings that 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 protects his 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 neighborhood. I mean, I don't. Right, but how does he do that? He flies, you know. So I mean, what I'm saying is his his methods are not that removed from space i mean yeah there's no gravity okay so he'd he'd have to overcome that but like shang chi his feet are always on the ground yeah that's true there were so many cool cool parts of this i mean um i loved in the last issue when miss marvel or captain marvel i guess she's called these days is going ballistic and and she turns into binary yeah but they don't even make a big deal about it like they don't don't say like she just they just draw her as binary it's like oh yeah it's binary again um, and Fire I love that I'm such a sucker for for buddy buddy you know like like uh, buddy or ensemble movies like yeah. I love like in in the in the pantheon of the of like the 70s era action movies I'm my favorites whether they be martial arts or not were always the ones where they got the ragtag group of guys together to to you know avenge somebody um, whether you know whether it be like Silverado as a western or like you know the the Chuck Norris movies like that was always one of my favorite things and you got this in in this com- you know comic I mean when um when when Ronin and Super Scroll and uh you know and and uh, Gladiator and those guys take on um uh one of the uh the 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 Obsidian they call Obsidian um I can't think of the guy's name the you know the the big the giant one the um the uh you know when they when they have to take them on the uh, the White the, Dwarf. No, was it White Dwarf? No, 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 no. Um, That's a British. The, uh, the, the yellow one, the, the yellow rocky one. Um, oh, yeah, the one who. Um, oh, 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 not. Uh, that wasn't Super Giant, was it? No, Super Giant. Oh, no, it was a small dude. Uh, the. Uh, I have no idea what that guy's name is. I can never right. remember it. Is it Black Dwarf? Yes. That- I knew it was Dwarf something. Yeah, because yeah, he's not—he's not a dwarf at all. Yeah, black dwarf. You know what I'm talking about, though. When they when they have to take on the black dwarf, and he's like, "Bring it!" And then yeah. uh, and then Ronan gets the the last licks, and I'm like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> like, "Oh shit!" So it's almost like Outland. It's like a, a sci-fi, but it's really a western. You yeah, know? Definitely. like that Sean Connery uh, Outland movie. Like this—that's what th- this feels had, oh, had yeah. a very western feel to it. Yeah. Now, sadly. You know, we we gushed after New York Comic Con about owning a few of these pages, and I had said how I owned the page with with the with the Cullum City and all featured in the in the page, and thought, you know, I hope we get to see these guys again over the years. It doesn't look likely. 
We're not going to see all of them at least. No, yeah, we're not going to see all of them at least. Yeah, yeah. See La Vie, but. So you said before about uh, the great Marvel events of the past. I think this is by far the best one since the first Annihilation. And that's kind of... I don't even count that as an event, really. Really? Yeah, I don't count that as an event. You don't count Annihilation as an event? No. Well, I guess it is, but I, don't, I, 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 wouldn't even, I wasn't even thinking of that. I love Annihilation. They're actually just uh, announced an Annihilation Omnibus, too. Yeah. And, uh, that's you, fair. Uh, and, cause how be, do you think Civil War holds up? It doesn't. No. You don't think? I think I remember Civil War more fondly than I would if I reread it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, won't, it won't live up. No. Not, not and just to play into something David said, um, I think Civil War's okay. It's the fallout that just brought sure, that doom. That it. It's what I'm saying. I, I can't really hold that against it, but it was the instigating factor in all that doom and gloom and paranoia in the Marvel Universe and the, you know, Reed and Sue having oh, problems. It's just, oh, stop, stop enough. Yeah. It was just too much. I think that's, that's when, uh. What would you say the best DC event is? I still, for me, it's 52. I, I, I still leave that whole thing as an experiment and execution very fondly to have all those different writers with such different styles pull that off 52 straight weeks with with b and c list characters i i really love the hell out of that series wow the best dc event jeez that's easy for me but no i i i I get what jason's saying it 52 isn't isn't my favorite or the best, but I do, I respect and appreciate the accomplishment. Um, but my, my best is, or my favorite, um, is, is the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. Hmm. Cause I think about, I, I, I mean, I even enjoyed Millennium, but you know, I think about Millennium, I think about, um, Zero Hour, I think about Armageddon 2001, um, Underworld Unleashed, but yeah, no, I always, it, it's, for me, it, it, that was just, that, that was pretty much perfect for me. I, I, I loved seeing every character. I loved the Perez artwork. Um, the, the, the fallout from it, the things leading up to it, um, trying to find a, a tie-in issue here or there, uh, only because it was a red sky. And and you had some shadows flying around, and they considered that a a, a tie-in issue. But it was um, those twelve issues from I mean Barry's sacrifice and um, the way Wolfman pulled it off. I I thought I thought it was great. And that's the granddaddy of them all. So I mean I can't front on that for sure. I mean that's yeah. and I, and but I also get how if you say to someone now. If they ask you what your favorite DC event is, and you say Crisis, and they've only been reading DC comics since Jeff John brought back mm-hmm. Hal, Hal Jordan, I could see why they would either not get it, not want to bother with it, not know why it it holds that special place. But it's um, yeah, it, it's hard for me to take myself out of. But it, it's hard for me to take. I'm, I'm, there's so many personal feelings in that story for me not to, I, I can't really judge it on the story or, or, or compare it to something else. It's just, it hit it the right time for me. Yeah. Sure. 
I got to go with Death of Superman. That was fun. Okay. Yeah, that I think that's by far my my favorite DC event. That was when I was getting. I, I got every issue of that. I, I uh, the the Argu- arguably responsible for the death of the uh, <laughs> the comic book industry. Yeah, people were losing their shit though when that they when were. that book came out. Yeah. They were they were crazy. Um, and DC was just building up this huge momentum, and then with the reign of the Superman, they continued it to a certain extent, and then yeah, it all fell off the rails um, a year or so after. But the initial blast, Death of Superman, wow, what a furor that created! It was a great story too. Yeah. Arguably, I mean, y'all know my preferences. The the greatest DC villain ever. Oh jeez. No, yeah. you get Doomsday by far. Come on. Sir. Yeah, give me Doomsday over everybody. I know where you stand, but come on. Love the doomsday. My um, my stepson texted me and was asking me who he he says who would win between Doomsday and the Hulk. My money's on Doomsday every time. Doomsday that that that, 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 that that's what he texts me. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can get with that dude. Depends. That's on like saying a, a tertiary villain in one in series. It's is not it. true. World is be- is better than the most powerful being in That's the. Not true, summit. dude. Forced evolution. The dude has learned from his mistake. But I'm saying it depends on what Hulk you chose. Doomsday would slaughter. Um, Joe Fix it. Thunderbolt Ross. Red Hulk. Oh, he, he yeah. would slaughter the oh, Red Hulk. Well, yeah, he's not the Hulk, dude. He's the but, Hulk. Um, he, but still, the matter Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets. Exactly. And, and you can't. It's you. you no contest, to, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what Hulk there is a contest. Stop it, but yeah, it would. I I can't. Doomsday's not a total, you know, lunkhead. The the right. the, the creature's smart, right? Uh, but I, I think if it was Pantheon Hulk, uh, oh, wow. Doomsday would win definitely because I think the Pantheon Hulk is kind of depowered a little bit. He doesn't have that rage. Too much brains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you're talking Hulk from maybe. You know the first couple issues of the Hulk. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got my money still on Doomsday, though. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> Bestial rage with You're spikes. Funny. Hulk don't have any spikes. <laughs> I don't need spikes. I need spikes. <laughs> oh, he needs seriously. Spikes. Need I, spikes. Um... And it, it, Doomsday embodies everything that was right and wrong with the comic industry oh, at, at that for, period. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know the the whole spikes thing, which we can argue is. A product of uh, a lot of people, not the least of which is Mr. Liefeld, with the with the spikes and the stuff jutting out, and the, you know, it, you could trace it back. But for some reason, I don't know what it is about the character. I just love Doomsday. You love him. Yep. He says rage to me uh, a million times more than the Hulk ever did. Maybe because he's so quiet. He doesn't say much to me because of the damn. Bones going across. Yes, that's it. That because he doesn't need to speak, he just needs to smash. That that last. What, when did we t- the the Doomsday um, heroes or villain issue that they recently published? That was one of the things that was wrong with it. They Doomsday's mouth wasn't fused together. The the thing does not need to speak. It just needs to grunt, and that's all you need to know before you die. That's it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> smash dead. Um, the I I. I told Jason what I read and, and that I absolutely loved and, and I want people to, 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 to get this and read it. I, I took advantage of, um, Dark Horse's, uh, Cyber Monday coupon code oh, that they did. emailed to, um, 
to their subscribers. And so basically you get the code that's, 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 um, unique to everybody's email. Um, 60% off with a $20 minimum. So I, I bought a graphic novel, which was only like 15 bucks. So I'm like, all right, well, so I need to up that. So I got the, um, the six issues of, um, I got the bundle of that book Jason talked about, Sabretooth Swordsman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that, those six issues. Have you heard of that one, Vince? Only. <laughs> I got it today, smart ass. <laughs> those, um, those five issues, six issues only came out to five bucks. So I'm $19.98. So I'm like, alright, fuck it. So then I went and I just added, um, I had to stop myself because I was really looking at, um, Gabriel and, and Karina's Star Wars Legacy. But I'm like, I don't want to overdo it. So I went with The Answer by Hopeless and Norton. So that got me over to $20 mark. I punched in my super, uh, my, my, my super duper discount code. I got 10 comic books and a graphic novel for a whopping 10 bucks. It's the way to do it. So, so, so Bubba would be very proud with, with, with the savings on that one. But the thing I needed to buy, the whole reason why I was on the site, was for the fifth beetle. I heard Gots that's good. Gots I heard it's good. It is. It, it. I. I. I was fighting my body to stay up to finish it Monday night, and and my body was winning. And I knew that if I kept reading, I'd I'd have to reread it because I wouldn't have been able to um to retain anything. So I finished it Tuesday. It's 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 a hundred and thirty some odd pages. It is. It's written by um, Vivek J. Uh, Tawari. Your, your artist on the bulk of the book is Andrew C. Robinson, and there are a few pages. There's one chapter, uh, by, um, Kyle Baker, and, and it's, it's in a different style than the rest of the book. Good Kyle Baker? But it works. It is, it's, it's, it's the, uh, I was waiting for that. It's, it's, it's kind of the, um, cartoony Mad Magazine, nice. uh, trucker. Kyle, Baker. Kyle Baker, yeah. Is it Deadpool Kyle Baker? Cause I, I, I would have See, Deadpool I didn't, I didn't, Kyle I, Baker's I, babies. I didn't. I, oh, yeah, I, I still haven't back. read. I haven't still. I still haven't read the 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 Deadpool book. Oh, so um, good! But it's not Hawkman from Wednesday's comics. Oh, no, I thank Kirby. But this this work by Andrew Robinson, and I don't care if I get flack for this, but this the 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 art is similar to that kind of Phil Noto style, but there's life on these pages. <laughs> and, it's not magic in theater. It is. I, I always struggle with the love that. Noto gets he 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 draws pretty things, but I, I feel like there's absolutely nothing alive about them. So I get what you're saying. He has an amazing color palette, though. No, I, again, I don't want to besmirch the man's artistic abilities. I it just he, he I love some, him to steal images, but but to try to reach yeah, exactly. Things. He's got a little bit of Alex Roth going on. It, it's still imagery. Yeah, is it's it's the fifth Beatle is is Brian Epstein and and Paul McCartney is is quoted as saying that if there was ever to be a fifth beetle it would be ryan epstein and it is a um it there are there are pages in this book that that i would love to own they they look amazing robinson has the likenesses of everybody down pat um the uh the um tawari you you definitely hear um i mean I've heard Paul and, and, and John in interviews and, and, you know, when there 
be when they're on the news or, or there's a documentary, but to hear them in like regular, normal, everyday conversation, I, I've never really witnessed that. But here you have, um, you have conversations that Paul and Brian Epstein have had and, and you can still hear, um, Paul's voice. You, you, you definitely get that, you know, John and George and, and that they all had a, um, they, 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 they were very, um, they cracked wise a lot. And, um, Epstein basically took them from their seller gigs and, and, um, made them superstars. And he was very hard on himself. Um, he, he already had two strikes against him because being in the UK, he was gay when it was against the law. And he was Jewish and it was, it, he wasn't comfortable in his own skin. And there are definitely times in this book where you feel for the guy. It it is not, it, as beautiful as the book is, it's not a, it's not always going to be an easy read, but it, 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 it's, for the most part, a true story. There may be some liberties here with 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 uh, um, uh, interviews or conversations that, that that Brian has had with 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 people over the years. He died when he was thirty two, thirty three years old. Um, the the meeting he has with 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 Colonel Parker is is amazing to look at, and the way he was able to um, maintain his composure as as Parker is just. Being an absolute vile human being, um, it it really is. It's it is it is going on just about every eleven o'clock category that it fits into for me. It is not. I I can. I will probably. I'll probably buy this for my father, and and eventually, hopefully, that 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 book will make its way into my house because I need I need a a physical copy of this. Shit snacks. It is. I'm telling you, it's, it's, I can't, I, I can't do it justice talking about it, but there is just, um. I gotta get me that. You can I'm be, thinking that now. I was sort of, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, I, I have to thank my father for, um, there's very little as far as my, my musical taste, my interest that, that's mine, that, that, um, that I stumbled across on my own. I, maybe Aerosmith, maybe White Snake, but I mean, as far as the things I listen to or, or seek out on a regular basis, I, I have my father to thank for a lot of my, my early likes and the things that are still on my playlist today. Um, and then I have, you know, my, my friends from high school with, with metal or, or hip hop, but, um, I, it, it took me, actually the, the, the soundtrack to the Imagine documentary was the very first CD I bought when, when, um, when my father gave me a CD player. And I, I just, I, I do very much appreciate the Beals and, and I don't, I don't know as much about them, about their history as, as I would like to. Um, but, you know, the, the way this book, um, deals with lapses in time and and um and just it, it really is it's brian's story uh the beatles happen to be in it and there's just 
you get everything you need to know about the man. You you, you meet him in his um in his probably mid to late twenties, but from there and when we move forward to to the end of his life, everything you need to know about the guy is 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 it's on these pages. Everything is here. Uh, if you go to uh, to the fifth beetle dot com, all all written out. Um, you can see a trailer featuring artwork. Uh, they they talk about the upcoming film. Um, there's uh, yeah, you can you can definitely find artwork online of 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 this book. I um I think. It, if if you are a Beatles fan, you'll, you'll probably enjoy it more. You'll get more out of it. But there's still there's still a story here that um that I think people should read. It it's and it it definitely you feel like you're in the late fifties, early sixties, mid sixties. Um, the the clothing, everything is is spot on, and and the art is just it's a sight. You you can't. It's been a long time since I've been so smitten by what's on a page. I looking at the preview now, and uh, how did I not pre-order this? I don't know, bro. Well, it's, I, it's on. I, it's, it'll be here in two days, son. Awesome. I told Chris about it tonight, and and uh, he called me before we started recording. He gave me his um his in your travels, and I told him that uh, that he needs to check this out. So he says as soon as he gets to um, as soon as he pulls in. To uh, to the parking lot where they're curling tonight. He is going to um, open up the Amazon app on his phone and, and order it. So, awesome. which which you just did. So, yes, uh, yeah, no, it, you, that's great. You need to have this. Speaking of eleven o'clockers, by the way, nice segue. Yes, the annual award show that we do for new listeners in usually late January. We do a year in review where we cover almost thirty categories. Uh, running the gamut from our favorite books in each genre to our favorite creators to favorite publishers, the whole gamut. Um, I think this is what our fifth year, fourth, fifth year, Sixth. fifth year, right? Right, six. I think so. All right. Well, it's been a long bunch of years. So this year, I'm all grown up. Instead of normally, we post a thread in the forum and people just list their nominees, and then I take the uh, the, the 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 burden of tallying all of those responses on an, in a spreadsheet and figuring out the winners. So uh, thanks to the internets, I have created a eleven O'Claskers survey online survey this year, uh, nice. powered by Survey Monkey. And I just tweeted the link out, and I also posted in our forums uh, a sticky with the link. So we would encourage anyone interested to go ahead and. Uh, answer them, and it's set up that you don't have to answer every question, and you can also go back in until we close it up, which will probably again be late late January. You can go in and edit your responses up until we decide to close the the, the survey. So please go ahead and do that. I, I would give you the URL offhand, but it's it's kind of lengthy, so just um, either look for my my tweet or look in our forum for the link. You better, because we need to get this thing rolling. Yes. Yeah. I have a, a pick for mine that I just got today. Sabretooth Swordsman? No. Well, yeah, that's going to be in there. Uh, Jason talks about it. But it's going to be, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be in my, uh, 11 O'Clockers and I'll tell, that'll be my, uh, what do you call it? Um, in, in your, your travels. travels. Yes. Mm. You want to talk about Picture Box for a second? 
Yeah, we we must talk about picture box. Yeah, you go ahead. It's your. Ba- I mean, they're, they're your baby. You go ahead. Well, after 14 years of uh, brilliant, um, uncompromising publishing, uh, Dan Nadell has decided that he's going to call it a day. Uh, Picture Box, as of December 31st of this year, will be no more. And it's sad because, I mean, it just became infinitely more difficult for fringe cartoonists to to find an outlet um fanographics never took the risks that uh dan nadell did i mean brian chippendale cf um like king terry where where are you going to find a publisher that's willing to 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 take a risk on somebody like cf you know i mean there are no-brainers um, like the Hernandez brothers, yeah, back in the day they were considered maybe risky because it wasn't superheroes. But you know, it's just rock solid cartooning is that that can be perceived as such by a good chunk of people is is not really that risky a business venture. But guys like CF and Chippendale, um, I love them. I, I think they're some of the uh, Matt Brinkman. Uh, the, a lot of the Fort Thunder guys found an outlet at uh, Picture Box, and um, those are the dudes that that I hold closest to my heart. And and seeing their home base of sorts, um, you know, evaporate. It's it's kind of sad. One guy on the Twitter said, um, "Hey, don't be sad about Picture Box. They 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 Dan did it for 14 years and and and." Uh, did it his way, so you know you should be thankful. And yeah, we should, but we're not going to get any more. And we're greedy savages in that respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want, we always want more. Um, it's it's just it it just it's very depressing. To uh, it was depressing to hear the news that uh, it's just was not viable anymore for Dan. It was, and I knew something was up. Uh, because the last month or two, there's been a flurry of activity out of, out of, uh, picture box. Like, Info- yeah. Infomaniacs came out, The Underground Men came out, uh, th- there's been at least five books that I can think of, uh, and I have them all that, that came out within the, the last month or two. And Pompeii, Frank Santoro's book, uh, and, and then it dawned on me why probably this happened was because remember early in the beginning of the year, Nadell offered a subscription plan where you can get everything Picture Box published for the year for X amount of dollars. Yeah. He probably had to make good on that. So that's what I'm thinking that, that why there was like a, um, uh, an, a little splurt at the end where, you know, if you paid 350 bucks and you got, you know, six books, do the math, right? So he he probably had a had a uh, pump that up a little bit and he, rightly so. I mean he's just doing right by the people who supported him. That's very um, that's a, that's a very respectful thing to do. But I, I don't know. It just it it still really hasn't hit me. Uh, I I was a uh, I can't tell you how much money I dumped in a picture box sure. over the years. It is just uh, next to Fanographics. Uh, I think they they would be tied with Fanographics as you know. I have my favorites, but in my heart, they're 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 really fanographics and picture box publish the books that I really want to read. There's stuff that I read for enjoyment, and then there's stuff that feeds that that 
that need for um, that that type of art, and I could only get that out of Fantagraphics and Picture Box, and now that number has been be reduced by one, and it's not it's not fun. Now the caveat to all this is that from now until January second, they're having a fifty percent off sale right at Picture Box, which is Picture Box Inc. Uh, inc. dot com, uh, and I will say. Um, I, I find the website to be frustrating. Um, How like so? it's 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 very visually pleasing, but um, you you almost you almost have to sort of like stumble upon things, um, and yeah. then the vast majority of things you don't know if they're in stock until you click through two or three clicks right. to the main page. Right, right, right. Um, like I, I asked for recommendations this morning or this afternoon on our forum, and and pretty much every recommendation is sold out. Yeah. So. So the the question I have for you, since you are by far and away the the like you said uh, the most engaged picture box person that I know, um, for myself and and some other listeners that may be curious and want to support Nadell as he's looking to you know go out with a bang here, what 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 would you recommend uh, mm-hmm. that people give a try? Oh, anything with Ryan Holmberg's name attached to it, the ten set manga, the like the the mysterious underground men, and the um there's one called Gold Pollen and Other Stories by uh, Hayashi uh, Holmberg edited it, um, you know, put it together. There's also Last of the Mohicans by Segura. You got to get that. That's just an awesome book. It's it's off kilter. It's, it's, it's just amazing. Um, as, but as far as like Picture Box, Picture Box, published by Picture Box, Power Masters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know that it didn't click with you, but I just think Power Masters is an amazing uh, achievement, and I hope it it finds uh, another publisher. But the the main thing that that you need oh shit it sold out. Brian Ch- Chippendale's Ninja that's one of the best books I own. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Um, let's see, is If and Oof still available? I have it. Oh, you have it. It's also I, sold I, I out. Mean- one thing, I mean, one of the few things that I've I've, I've bought from them recently would be uh, Walrus, Brandon Graham's art book, which we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about Maggots? Is that still available? Chippendale's Maggots? Yes, it is. It's a little tiny book, and it has a it has a a ribbon to to hold your place, and it reads. It doesn't read like a traditional comic. Chippendale actually shows you how, in the book how to read the panels. It goes in a, in a snake-like fashion down the page from the, the, uh, the right to the left. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does. But uh, it's just awesome drawing. Uh, just unleashed id right on the page. And it's a little tiny thing, but it's thick. It's like 350 pages, and there's a ribbon uh, marker that you can stick in there so you don't lose your place. It's a great book. Mm-hmm. I would recommend that. But that's that's more th- that on an emotional level, Chippendale really succeeds. On a story level, you may be like, "What? That's kind of light." But it's it's mm-hmm. not it's not really about. Uh, I mean, he's 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 a Fort Thunder guy, one of those guys that was fueled on video game culture, and a lot of his stories play on that. It's just uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, I would bullshit. I would recommend everything Picture Box, but it's it's not going to go because you want specifics. Um, is Gary Panther's P Dog still available? 
That's fucking. It's it's nasty. Then you get it for six bucks. It's a little tiny thing too, and they they only made like I think five hundred of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dirty. <laughs> it's really... I see P Dog Two. Is that? That's two. Yeah, P Dog Two. Okay. Do you have the Gary Panner uh, box set? I do not. Oh, it's freaking awesome. I think that was one of the things that I definitely think Dan took a loss on that, which is really hard to conceive that Gary Panner, a book by Gary Panner, you'd have to take a loss on it. But just because the the uh, presentation was so upscale with the slipcase and the two separate books and they were bound differently and it's full There's color. Hot Burrito Deluxe version, which is $1,000. Yeah, but he drew right on the slipcase for that. Oh, nice. That Yeah, that's, that's a customized slipcase by Panther. If I had the scratch, I would get that. So the one you're talking about is the $250 one? Is that how much they want for it? Yeah. yeah. Nah, you can get that. I'm sure you can get that cheaper from Amazon. Uh, you want something really filthy? Sure. Um, get uh, Takashi Nomoto's uh, Monster Men. Bariko Lullaby. Oh, it's foul. But I love All right, it. I'm on it. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, this must be another one of... This must be another... Yes, it's a deluxe edition. Uh, sorry, it's in, you got a new. It's got a new print. It's a silk screen. It's only forty editions. Because you're right. The uh, the the hard cover is available on um, Amazon for thirty bucks. Yeah, and that that's worth every freaking penny of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you love Panther. Maybe I'll give it a try just because. Again, it's I don't. My boy. Mm-hmm. And but... it's it, what is it called? Do you know? I mean, what is it called? See, that's kind of my problem with this with this site. I I don't. I can't tell what's what. I can't. Like, I don't know. What. I think it's just called Gary Panner. Okay. Here it is. Yeah, it's 45 bucks MSRP. Yeah. So you, there you go. You can get it for less than uh, Amazon. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was kind of, uh, I kind of had a, a little bout of self-loathing today. I, I placed what is probably my last picture box order, and I got the books that I originally considered a little too expensive um, that I held off on for just that reason and, and a couple more. And I'm like, dude, it's like I'm picking picking the bones of something dead. And what what were they? What did you like? What did you get? Well, there's there's this one artist I love called uh, Trenton Doyle Hancock, and mm-hmm. there's a book uh, that he has. He has this this mythology that he's invented about these these mounds these. Uh, it's it's bizarre. He did a Ohatmu style book featuring the characters he created, and he has like backstory created for these things, and um, like relationships and associations and powers and everything. It's an Ohatmu for his characters, right? Um, but there's like these little mounds, um, and like I said, I can't describe the story exactly because I don't, I didn't have the book until now. But uh, it was a hardcover, and it had. Um, I believe the cover's die cut. And Mia Mound? Yes, uh-huh. yes. Mm-hmm. And I finally got that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was 65 bucks. That's the thing. It, it was kind of expensive, but now mm-hmm. I, it was a little bit more affordable. And uh, what else did I get? Um, you know, I don't even remember. I just I just tagged the stuff that I knew I needed that I didn't have, and, and I just reluctantly pressed that... Uh, buy button and it was just like man i suck i should have bought these before 
Totally, dude. You I know, right? Part of the business. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the reason, but that kind <laughs> that kind of bullshit. I mean, why did I wait? My favorite, my favorite publisher, and I just hung back. But we can't buy everything. Nah, you, you can't know? buy everything, dude. Yeah. But I, I think I did right by Dan supporting uh, his ass over uh, what fourteen years. Yeah, I don't think you need to worry about uh, nah your your level of support for that. But he he's a survivor. I mean, he still got the journal. I don't know what he's if what he's what kind of scratch he's making over there. But he, he never say die. He'll he'll come back with something else or mm-hmm. yeah, incorporate with someone. And he's 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 a good man. Actually, my uh, the the head of the department at school is uh, knows him. So that was one of the common bonds when I was trying to get into the master's program. Yeah, and I brought up. Dan's name, and he's like, "Oh, I know Dan." It's like, "Yes, I got an in," you know. Oh, respect. And from there, it just uh, spiraled. But yeah, it's good stuff. Sorry, uh, I even like wipe that clock off your face. That's not. Um, that's more of an art book, and it's out there. But I, I love that friggin' book. Now Holmberg, they have uh, Last of the Mohicans, Gold Pollen, and other stories, mm-hmm. and Mysterious Underground. That's the one I got. Gold Pollen today. Do you have the other two? Oh yeah, they're they're fantastic. You will love every page of those things. There's no risk involved in those at all for you. Nice. Yeah, you would. I, I guarantee you would love those. I respect. Yeah. On like an effing bonnet. So thank you, Dan, and and everyone involved at Picture Box. Uh, they're one of the best. And then you know he says for now. I mean, he who knows he may. I hope so, but it doesn't sound good. I mean, no, but, yeah. it doesn't. But dude, I mean, and and it's amazing. I mean, because this is run on the heels of Fanographics having a Kickstarter to keep themselves. That's exactly what I was telling my professor today too. I said this is very disheartening when you have Fanographics begging for money and then Picture Box just up and you know it's we're done. It's but it's not I, good. I, what I find interesting about the 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 Fanographics is it it speaks again to one of the things that we've been talking about, which is the exciting part about. Um, uh, Kickstarter. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's already raised over two hundred thousand dollars, dude. Yeah, like that's a big number. Yeah. I mean, there's support for his work. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, Fanographics is going to survive. I mean, he's he's got commitments for almost a quarter million dollars. I mean, that's that's a lot of money for a small press publisher. Well, but, I mean, if I don't, I know Chris was Chris Pitzer. I'd love to know what you think of, you know, <laughs> what he would like to do with two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That you know, right. I mean. Well, Groth, he aims high, you know the 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 wits end box set that he has coming out. I mean, there there's no, no flash in the pan stuff. I mean, he's playing it. He, he's publishing adventurous stuff, but on the same yeah. token, it's a little close to the vest because Wally Wood and all the artists that are in wits end. That's really not all that risky a business uh, investment when you think about it. Th- those are some of the biggest names ever in the medium, mm-hmm. you know. So that's cool. And then he had the the the, the peanuts thing. I think that supported them for a long time. And, and by the way, I, I know you didn't uh, probably mean to, but I, I think that uh, we would be remiss to not include Chris and Adhouse Books in the in this group of publishers that that are producing fantastic high oh, quality, yeah, and sure. differentiated stuff. Because I know you mentioned, uh, you, I think you know you said uh, Fanographics and. Picture box, and we're losing one of the two, and, and I, you know we still have Ad House, and, and right. Well, I meant the ones. The, I mean, no offense to Chris, but the ones that were really the closest to my heart were were Fanographics and, okay. and Picture Box. See, no, me, I love I mean, Ad House. For me, I think Ad House is, just takes the edge over both of those for me. Um, 
In fact, I actually just got I haven't been able to look beyond opening up the cover and looking at a few pages. I, I got uh, the delusional hardcover um, this week, uh, which right. is uh, Farrell Dalrymple's pretty collection. Nice. It, it looks it, I mean, again, it looks gorgeous. And uh, in this month's previews is um, BNF. Um, That's an awesome book. Yeah, it won a bunch of awards, I think, at MoCA. It was a big hot, hot thing at MoCA, but it looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's got naked women in it, too, so can't go wrong there. The colors And, of course, astounding. Super Mag. They put out my boy Jim Rugg Super Mag this year as well. So. Yeah, well, you can't fault them for that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Nah. But, uh, and we should I, have Chris on sometime. We've, we should. He, yeah, he'd, he'd be a great guest to chat about and get his perspective on the comics world. I think uh, Fanagraphics has only begun to feel the loss of Kim Thompson. I, I think he was incredibly influential in their in everything from you know uh, the business side, the creative side. Uh, he when when uh, he unfortunately passed, that that left a huge gaping hole in fanographics. Yeah, and I think, uh, um, I mean that was acknowledged even in the in the um, Kickstarter. You know that was acknowledged that basically they they they're struggling with a way to replace Kim not only just financially but just the time and effort that he gave to. Yep. You know that in order to to even try and keep things going at a pace that that is acceptable to the you know to the publishers that or to the creators that they're going to publish they you know they need the help so yep so yeah go to the picture box site scoop up some stuff unfortunately well fortunately for you it's at fifty percent off so go in there and and grab some great art uh, among the things we mentioned just go searching. Um, uh, you know, peek and poke, you'll find a lot of neat stuff there, and it's not going to cost you a whole lot of money. And, and uh, you know, create some mythology of your own from from picture box. Yeah, you. Yay. So yeah, there we go. Let's check the clock on the wall. Let's see what we got here. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yes, we should start wrapping. Uh, okay. Well, well, we'll drag it out. We like to push it towards the end. Uh, as usual, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite stuff for not a whole lot of money. 35 to 75% off their uh, monthly spotlighted specials, and they wrap them up nice and secure, deliver them right to your door. You don't even have to move. You can order on your computer device. It's amazing. Previews for like a dollar and change. They don't mind late orders or late order additions. And if you're a first-time customer, David. EOC8. EOC8 gets you an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order. I mentioned that um, I received today a book that's going to play a huge part in my 11 O'Clockers for 2013 from Kitchen Sink. It is called The Best of Comics Book. When Marvel Comics went underground. Ah, Dennis Kitchen. Oh, dude, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made one very, very, very bad omission, almost bringing the whole project into the shitter. And I and I'll tell you what it is. But I was uh, perusing the back cover, and Stan does the introduction for this. The man she knows all about indie. No, 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 but listen to this. I was ripping when I first read this. This book marks one of the most courageous things I've ever done. And I'm like, what What did you do? 
besides edit it. You you didn't well, actually. Was, you was didn't, he? I thought he was already out west by that point. No, it was Kitchen and 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 Lee, um, and uh, then I, I said, all right. Calm down a little bit. Let me check out the the introduction proper because that's just a pull quote. That's not the whole introduction, but it's amazingly candid for Stan. Really? Yeah. Um, he said, um, uh, "The book which you so gratefully hold in your eager little hands marks one of the most courageous things I've ever done." And then there's a dash, and it says, "Editorially, that is." It started when my friend, Dennis Kitchen, then decided we wanted to do an underground comic, blah, blah, blah. But then, later on in the introduction, it's only one page, he says, uh, I had cold feet. The, I, the, the thing that Dennis was proposing was a little bit too explicit, a little bit too raw and unexpurgated for Marvel. And I kind of, I kind of reined it in a little bit. Um, he wanted Comics Book to really be an underground comic, the first one ever produced with a big budget. Frankly, I would have liked to do that too, but I felt I had a responsibility to our company and our younger readers, which is nuts. Because, first of all, the magazine was a magazine, which was not subject to the Comics Code. It was you know, placed on a different section of the newsstand than the, ma- than the comic book, so there was no chance of cross-pollination at all. It was in black and white. Um, it was, you know, clearly marked for adults. So I think he was just scared. Um, but for him to admit that maybe the great Stan Lee was not 100% invested in this, you know, maybe he was scared. That's a big deal for me. Sure. You know, feet of clay. Stan is, is admitting that he was a little human here. And that's, that's a first step. Maybe we can reconcile somewhere along the line. I doubt it. But, but the thing I, I was referring to about the, the, the cardinal sin they committed in here was um, they take the best of the, the five issues of, of comics book published and you actually get to see rejected cover art, which is awesome because I had no freaking idea. Um, they're, they're amazing. There's a, a rejected cover from uh, John Pound with uh, Flip uh, the Bird and there's a naked woman. Boobies and everything, right on the cover. And for Marvel to publish that, I can see why they rejected it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they have Mike Plug is in here, Howard Cruz, of course, uh, John Pound, like I said, uh, who else? It's, uh, Justin Green, Kim Deitch, all the greats, the, uh, Skip Williamson, Super Sammy, uh, Super Sammy Smoot versus the Irrational Shithead is in here, and that's a great little strip. But they publish Art Spiegelman, and of course they should because he was in comics book. But they went with Mouse. They didn't go with Ace Hole, which I think is, and I've said it before on the show. I think Ace Hole is. Uh, Midget Detective is Spiegelman's finest work. That's the best thing, even better than Mouse. I know Mouse has significance and, you know, cultural impact, and it tells a story that desperately needs to be told. But for my money, Ace Hole is the best thing Spiegelman has ever done. And it was in the very first issue of Comics Book, and it's not in this book. So to call this the best of Comics Book and not have that Spiegelman story in it, you know that that is maybe whatever. Um, I I I was called this a retrospective of comics book. It's definitely not the best without that story. It's a ama- that story's amazing. 
it, it's just it it it's the language of comics right there it does everything comics do well and does it perfectly and it's sacrilegious and it's profane and it's it's uh, Spiegelman playing with with the stuff that Kirby started and inventing a new little bit of a language that Spiegelman does so well and it's it's got the art world in it Picasso's in it it's, it's an amazing strip and it's not in here oh well but anyway it's it's a worthy purchase anyway I mean if I'm still pimping it and they broke my heart by not putting that in there it's still got to be something something right so get it yeah. it's 35 bucks though it's a big ass oversized hardcover from Kitchen Sink, but it's well worth the money. I didn't pay that. I got it for, I, I think, um, didn't DCBS have this at half price? Because they're, they're special? Yeah. And there's a spot varnish on the front. Woot, woot. You got to get it. It's an amazing book. That's by far my favorite Marvel book ever. Like I said, remember I told you that? That's the, the, one, of the one of the best purchases I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Was comics book number one completely changed my ass, and you can find out why if you you're not uh, if you haven't been exposed to comics book you can find out why I feel so strongly about this book by reading this thing. Read it. Yep. It's dirty. Love it. Uh, well, um, if Chris were here, he would say that uh, in your travels read Dave by Monkey Brain, and it's Dave. Spelled with a four, so D four F E V E. Sorry, D four F D four V E. Number one by Monkey Brain. Um, you should start writing your name like that. Nah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't Dave. like the four. Um, basically, uh, Dave is a uh, defense bot turned desk slave. Between this and and the web comic that that Chris likes, he, he I see some. Workspace issues with, with 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 Christopher, but uh, I was looking at the preview pages for this, and it looks pretty rad. It's uh, it's written by um, Ryan Ferrier and uh, art by Valentin Ramon, and it uh, it looks pretty spiffy. So it's ninety nine cents for Monkey Brain, so you can get it from uh, from Comicsology, uh, and it is twenty four pages. So I will probably be checking this out this week um so that's from chris with me i don't do this often because i don't think things um warrant a um a repeat in the same episode but in your travels i'm just going to tell you all to to get the fifth beetle i think you sold me on that i mean you shouldn't have to sell me on the beatles but i think you, you did you re- yeah. you made it uh, made me a lot more uh willing to buy it I was going to say, to your point, like the fact that it's about tangentially the Beatles and, and Epstein makes me definitely interested. I, I like if this was about the Rolling Stones or oh, definitely the yeah. Who or Elvis, I, I wouldn't be into it. No, not even the Who. Nah, dude. Wow. I'd, I'd probably want to read it, but I don't know if I'd. I wouldn't be as in love with it. I mean, yeah, the the, the artist, the art is gorgeous and and it's about a group that that i grew up listening to so it's it's definitely um it there's a lot there to to make me say that this is a must-have what's about zappa i'd be on that like a bonnet you would be mm-hmm. we, we'd yeah. have two hours if you're talking about that yeah that'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> uh i 
maybe Vince and I will talk about this at some point. Um, one of the other things I read this week was by Archie Comics. Uh, and it is the trade paperback of something that we pimped uh, a long time ago. Wow, but somebody's really staticky. Yeah, I hear that too. Is it me? No, I don't think so. I think it's David Munchin on stuff. Yeah, yeah. nice try. <laughs> I, it, it collects from Mega Man 24 and 25. <laughs> nice. Sonic the Hedgehog number 248. Sonic Universe number 51. Uh, Worlds Collide Volume 1. Oh, they broke it up. Yeah. Nice. And it is the uh, first trade which collects, again, the crossover between Sonic and Mega Man. And uh, it's awesome. It is. It is awesome. If you're a fan of, of those two characters, uh, you know, we've, we've over the years talked about their, the comics. I mean, they're great all-ages comics that uh, probably go underappreciated. But, but uh, you know, growing up, you know, Mega Man was one of my favorite video games ever. And uh, this is just great stuff. It, it just it brings the two heroes together. It brings the the, the two antagonists together. It's uh, it's just it's just super fun stuff. So I do believe that Sonic is the longest running licensed comic book. I can see that. Yep, yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, well, I mean, everything's licensed to a certain extent, but as the traditional interpretation of that word licensed character i think definitely think sonic is the longest running and for i mean that's impressive to to find an audience for 200 and what 60 some i mean if you even count the miniseries that's that's an incredible achievement mm-hmm. and it's still going strong better than it's ever been I, I don't that's definitely not hyperbole sonic is a great comic yep i love it don't talk about it enough you're right. We should talk about it. We should have like one half hour of every, at least once a month, we just sit down with the Archie stuff because they are burning up, with, especially with Afterlife for Archie. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that book has heat, man. It's super heat. I got the second issue today. It is, they're taking risks for for them. I mean, it's obviously not for the same audience, but it kind of sort of has to be because, you know, it's playing in the same relative playground as as the other books i mean you have to have experience with the with the characters to to really vibe on this but it's it's dark wow they're even selling shirts with uh zombie jughead on them i'll buy one you know this. where the shit out of that you know this so yeah that's that don't sound so depressed a <laughs> <laughs> oh, long freaking day but I'm still happy well, let's talk about something else did you I still haven't seen Thor no no but I am catching up on Agents of Atlas S.H.I.E.L.D. did I say I said Atlas holy crap Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I gotta say if they have an opportunity to put Sky in a compromising situation they're gonna do it like I just I just saw the one with Graviton and she 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 runs out of the the uh the pool the and right into a pool. Yeah. Let, let's get that baby all wet and, and saucy and then we'll have her run. There you go. <laughs> Works for me. I thought that was a good episode. I liked it. Yeah. I liked the Graviton. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um and I got to say the special effects for a um 
A TV show? Very well done. No? No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You don't think they're so? Not, they're not as cheesy as, as, as they could be. They're, they're definitely... It's definitely not sci-fi level. Right, right. Well, true, but it's a network show, so I, I mean, when, when that little it. Graviton thing threw the truck up in the air, that, that looked real to me. And the, the two SUVs and knocked them to the side, that was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, 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 no, that's true, that's true. I like it. Yeah, it's, the effects aren't what bothers me about that show. But you know what? Like with the Wolverine thing, they better make with the uh, revelations with Coulson. Because I th- I think they're bringing it up a little too like every episode. You were yeah, dead. Yeah. You died. You were dead. No, they 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 um they tone it down for an episode or two, and then there's a uh, an episode. Then he had a fucking dream sequence. What two weeks ago? That 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 was. Uh, I'm waiting for Vince to see that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cram this weekend if I can. They're setting it up to be like the big reveal, so they need to pay it off. Right? You think they're going to do it in a movie, or they're going to wait, or they're going to leave it no, for the TV no, show? No. No, in fact, I think they said already he's not going to be in the next Avengers movie. What? Yeah. Well, but probably because the Avengers still think he's dead. That was, right. That, that was the TV show. Yeah. It's just I don't think they could make the schedules work. Yeah. No, they could always change that, especially with the way the ratings have been. If the show gets canceled, they you know they may rethink that. I don't think it's going to get canceled. How are the ratings? Terrible. Really? Yeah, real bad. I thought it was on an uptick the past two, which I found amusing since it was a repeat this week. But I mean, I, I may have. I the, the headline was written kind of weirdly, so I'm not. I'm, I'm not. What's on opposite it? There are uh, NCIS. Oh, it's kind of hard to beat NCIS. Yeah, it, it's like putting something on Thursday during the Cosby or Seinfeld era. Yeah, it's true. That that show's just like unbeatable, and it's what thirteen seasons now. 12, What's that? 13? NCIS. Yeah, I've never seen it, but yeah, I know that's one of those. Yeah, it's been on awesome. forever. It's an awesome show. I love it. Yeah, there are definitely some. There there are some really good episodes of that. Yep. Across I'll the board too. I mean, the the way the cast changes, they always seem to to bring somebody in who's. Semi endearing to, I mean, that you can actually care about, you know? Right, yeah. So I, I like it. I think it's great. My wife loves it and she rarely watches TV. That's her show, NCIS. I, I don't watch new episodes, but I'll, I'll catch the repeats here and there, if I, especially if I haven't seen an episode. There are some episodes that I've seen a bunch of times already, but they're, um, and it's, I mean, especially when, um, one of my favorites is when, uh, when, when Gibbs, um, lost his memory, mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and and his old CEO was uh, told him about nine eleven and everything. That was that was pretty heavy. But yeah, no, they're they're definitely, and it's it it's it's a smart show. The the team works really well. I enjoy that more than I enjoy the the spinoff. I'm not a big fan of the Los Angeles show. Eh, nah. I actually tried that one out because it had LL in it. Yeah, you uh, did. It couldn't keep me for more than two episodes. Yeah. 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 Although the chick's cute. She, she, she she's is. a hottie. But, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, um, there'll probably be coming a time in the next few weeks where I'll just start watching it again, like on USA or something, and I won't. I'll and just you, watch it straight. But you know what they do? There's no commercial break 
between episodes. So if they manage to keep you in front of the TV for like two or three minutes into the, the, you're, you're hooked. You have to see where it's going. But I only re, I, I love the, the, the writing is, is very good, but there's only, I mean, the main reason why I watch it is for Abby. Yeah, yeah, oh. So, uh, Shield's doing about 9 million viewers. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's, not, I mean, it's, it's all about expectations, right? I mean, if it was on the CW, I mean, uh, it would be a grand slam, but, but it's, it's not, it's an ABC primetime. So well, why did they decide to put it up against NCIS, though? Isn't that kind of silly? Like, that's. Yeah. Either they thought they, they had it won, or, uh, or maybe things were in place where they couldn't, that was the only available night. But they ended up, there's that show about the lottery winners that lasted like three episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, things were definitely... TV's weird. I mean, now they're up against the biggest loser, which is also tough. And uh, and this week they're up against Rudolph, but it was a rerun, so... I want to be a dentist. That's right. He does. That's right, baby. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us. We're going to be back next week. Same stinking time, same stinking channel. We hope you come and join us because why? Say it all the time because we love you. Vince running out the door. I'm not running out the door. I just, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm sure that it'll go in a different direction before long, right? I'm giving you opportunity right now. You're not taking it. Speechless because you're trying to run out the door. I'm speechless. Oh, I read Samurai Jack number two. Oh, how was it? Better than the first one. Remember how I, I, yeah, I, I thought were. the first one was awesome. Second one was, oh, Andy Suriano. Oh, my God. Um, Dude, it's killing it, right? If you don't buy the single issues, get the collected edition. You you, mm-hmm. you need to have this on your, sell, on your shelf. It's it, really smart. The the uh, thread, remember I was talking about the threads of time? It's mm-hmm. pulling Samurai Jack in a certain direction. Well, he gets to this little town, and these two um, uh, twins are, are, are lording over the people, oppressing them disturbingly so. And um, he, he fights them, and he can't beat them. They they kick Samurai Jack's ass, and the the thread that he has in his possession uh, clues him into as to what's going on. And it's really cool what what's happening here. So I mean, obviously Jack comes out on top, but the art is just amazing. Oh, boy, like I said, the first one was great. This one is even better. It's just so good, and uh, good on IDW for Samurai Jack. I mean, who would have thought? I'd, you know, like a phoenix comes back after uh, all these years. But it was a really good book. Andy Suriano's art is just, whew, good lord. Same thing uh, with the first issue. It's very brushy, very thick lines. But the the coloring is just gorgeous and uh, very risky coloring, too. Colors that uh, you don't often see next to each other on a comic book page. But they work. Nice. Yep. Love it a lot. Can't I cannot pimp it enough. That's, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be all over the collected edition on that one. Yeah. Faux shizzle. Let's see here. Uh, one second. Um, what, uh, I'm trying to think of, um, what the hell was that? Uh, damn. Jeff Darrow's book, Shallon Cowboy. Yeah. Have you seen the first issue? Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was incredible. 
I haven't seen it yet. He, and it's he, in my regime pile. I haven't he, read it yet. I and say. from what he was telling us at New York, it sucks. It's like what? Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard I, many people say there's absolutely no plot to it whatsoever. It's well, just him having fun with 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 just just shockingly good artwork. That's enough for me. Yeah, when, it, when it's Jeff Darrow, that's that's more than enough for me. Well, we saw some of the pages. It's it's breathtaking. Yep. And his pages were super cheap, dude. For Jeff Darrow, I was baffled. You should have bought that one, dude. I know. Not you only know was problem? it Jeff Darrow, but it was Godzilla. You know what the problem was with it? Too big. Yeah, too big. Yep. Too big to carry. Say, well, Levy. It, was, it was at least two foot wide, right? Wasn't it? I would, oh, yeah. Yeah, at least. Probably. No, what am I saying, two? It must have been. It was a. a let me see. One, two. It was probably three comic book pages. Was that now knowing what you know about that piece that you were talking about, your your rug piece? Was it wasn't it about the same size as that? You know, it probably was comparable. Yeah. I mean, the rug piece is freaking ginormous. I got my. Uh, I'm gonna steal that. I got my Black Science page today. Oh, nice. Yeah, Nijes. And I made the mistake of looking through the Samurai Swordsman. Um, when I, while I was taking it out of the box, and I got to that page that you own, I was like, a dick. Yeah, that, boy, that page dick. 16 hasn't that, arrived yet, but that, it's, an, it's sent. That's one of the best pages in the entire book. Dude, you know how I roll, son. I know. I got the eye. Composition-wise. Exactly. Content-wise. You know, I'm all yeah. about the composition. That's what yeah. I like. Yeah. A nice composed page. That friggin' bat. Those bat creatures are awesome. Know, dude. And the snake's got the Satan symbol on the Yes. Awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's great <laughs> so stuff. Creative. You, you were, you, there, there was insight involved in that pick. You just didn't pick anything. No, of course, man. Yeah. Well, what was it? Um, when I uh, tweeted out the page I bought of uh, Black Science, Dean White uh, responded saying that was his favorite page of the book. Nice. Look at you. Yeah. Now, admittedly, there were a few pages I probably liked a little more, but but they were mad loot. What's mad? Like, What's mad loot get, to you? Wife getting mad at me, the mad. Come on, son. You just nah, dude, you can't be dropping eight nine hundred bucks on a page. Why not? Because <laughs> as you saw, I'm 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 I married I managed to marry above myself, and I don't want to screw that up. Ah, she lets you, she give you a lot of your leash is pretty damn long. It's Christmas time, dude. I know. So what? Got to get them gifts for the, the seeds, the kids. Just sell that 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, next week, I am getting a guided tour of Stratasys. Wow. You guys, they one of your clients? No, no, but we but uh, we, we sort of befriended the CEO a few weeks ago because uh, they're based in uh, in minnesota and uh so he invited us because he we told him how we have three you know how we have uh maker bots and stuff and stratus has bought MakerBot for 400 million bucks a few months ago so he was like oh really and we started talking because they stratus makes like the high-end like high you know industrial strength 3d like fabrication mm -hmm. stuff so uh, he was like oh when you sh we should set you up a tour sometime so of course we've we're like how about like the next time we're in town so yeah next week we my uh my partner and i are gonna go and spend the day there look at you nice. yeah it should be cool Moving, shaking. He said, we haven't seen anything yet, dude. He said the shit you're going to see on the market in like the next five years is going to just blow people away. I can imagine. Yeah. How about Amazon drones, dude? That's awesome. I think that is the coolest thing ever. It's great. But I'm thinking, you know what? That kind of technology can easily be appropriated by, say, the government. When you know, what's the difference between a package uh, containing, you know, a Tashin book or a package containing a bomb? 
You know, I mean, if they want to take you out and there's that infrastructure there where they can just send all these drones out, who's, who's going to stop them? Just blame it on somebody else, right? Well, Leave. when you, when you're done, uh, when our listeners are done listening to us, go to, um, AV, as in like audiovisual, INC.com. It's Aero, Aero Environments website. They're a publicly traded company and, uh, they are the world's leading producer of drones and, uh, their biggest client is the U.S. military. It's, um... It's awesome, but it's a little scary too. Dude, their their stuff is crazy. I mean, they they they, they uh like right on the website. I mean, they're they, you know like if you click on like their solutions, like they have a whole unmanned aircraft series. But like the second use case is uh, tactical missile systems. Yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. Superman has no use for drones. Doesn't like them. I don't blame him. He's probably got like a drone that's like a glory hole though. So when he's up there flying, he can. <laughs> At least in Shioli, if Shioli was in charge of Superman, that's what would happen. Uh, I have very high hopes for his GI Joe. Me too. The way he's tweeting, mm-hmm. yeah, very he's high hopes. Up about it. Yeah, and he should be. Tom, I called dibs. I already did. Dude, you called dibs on some whack ass page. I don't want. What do you mean whack ass? Scorpionock. Scorpionock. Exactly. He's not whack ass. Scorpionock. Uh, I told you, dude, Soundwave is my joint. Uh, I can't front on that. Speaking of Mr. Sholey, his uh, Deadpool cover came out today. Nice. Yeah. Oh, David, did you read the Deadpool annual? Not yet. Oh, okay. I have it. You want to do that for next week? Yeah, because, yeah, I, mean, the, the, uh, I mean, the most interesting thing from my perspective on it is it's drawn by Doc Shaner, who uh, is someone I follow on Twitter, and, you know, he's yeah. one of my... He's one of the contributors to the um, to Ohatmu Redux blog. Yep. And uh, I love his stuff. I mean, I love his pinups. I, I haven't seen much of his sequential work until this issue. But He's one of our peeps. He is? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think he's on the forum, isn't he, David? No. No, no, no. no. Why isn't he? I don't think he even listens to our show because a few times I've interacted with him, it's pretty clear it's not coming from a place where he knows who we are. But, wow. Um, but no, I, I do very much appreciate his work, so it was cool to see him uh, getting a, a shot at a, a Marvel book. Yeah, it looks pretty. I like it. Yeah, it looks pretty. Um, yeah, we'll we'll I'll just we'll save that chatter until next week when you guys read it. But all right, good beans. Hey, everybody, see ya. We love you so much. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back. Going to the city tomorrow to uh, surprising the kids. They don't know. Or t- pull them out of school. Go to uh, Radio City and all that good stuff. So, My wife's there right now. Again? Yep. She went to see. She went to see Elton John last night. And, uh, nice. yeah, at, uh, Madison Square, and they just, they stayed over, and then today she said, Mar- Mariah Carey's gonna be at the lighting of the Christmas tree. I think I'm gonna stay and see her. I was like, whatever. It was an effing zoo there, dude. I had to walk through that to get to my bus today. It was yeah. crazy. Well, I shouldn't even like Mariah Carey. She's just like, do you think I should stay? I was like, please, do me a favor, stay. Oh, stay a couple days. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> She don't listen to this like it's any damn thing I want. Make your kids eat like two and a half a hot dog for dinner. No, I treat my kids good. When it, when daddy's just home, yeah. Nah. It's peanut they, butter and fun dip. They don't have to worry about anything. Daddy, give us some chocolate the cake. cake. Yeah. Nice. Let's get out of here. We love you. Bye. Bye. Peace. Totals. Totals. Total train wreck. Total fucking train wreck. What? <laughs> We're just like, yeah, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Dude.
dude, you're spent, dude. I am spent. I'm freaking tired. I wasn't coming. No, really, coming into the show, I was upbeat. I was all on it. Now it's like I can't even hold my head up. What's that about? Hard, dude, for the first time in your life. They call him Machete, Machete, Machete. The man, the myth, the legend. He'll live on for all time. He knows the score. He gets the women. He kills the bad guys. You just fuck with the wrong Mexican. They say he can't be killed. They say he never dies. They call him Machete, Machete, Machete. The man, the myth, the legend. He'll live on for all time. Machete don't text. Machete don't tweet. Machete loves everybody. Never leaves home without his machete. A loner, a fighter, a warrior survivor. Machete. Give me all my chances. 